0: You are now tuned into the Boxing Bros. I'm Caden, and I want to wish all the lovers out there happy Valentine's Day. And for the side pieces, happy February 15th. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to uh, my <laughs> bros.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Love. You <laughs> call me Dr. Trill Dollar Bill.
2: What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> and to all my single ladies out here, you know what I mean? This is the original G Dress. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so. And
3: to all my wonderful. I nah, nah, don't be stealing my name, son. Change my name. No, 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 no. Relax. I want to wish all my wonderful boxing. Boxing. Le- <laughs> <laughs> boxing ladies. Our boxing That's smooth downtown day from. It's a, I want to wish a smooth Valentine's Day from Nedris. All right, y'all, y'all, uh, <laughs> Yo, my man, <laughs> fucking early. Y'all, yo. Oh,
2: Oh, man. All right,
0: let's jump into it. Oh, my God. All right. So, the first topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Was Daniel Jacobs robbed? He fought uh, John Ryder in the UK, uh, in London. And uh, basically lost a split decision. And so I'm going to turn it over to Kaspera G. Actually, the original G-Dress. You watched the fight. How would you score the fight? And do you think Daniel Jacobs was robbed? All right. So do I think he was robbed? Hell
2: no. And here's why. Even in the rounds where he won, they were still close. So to me, you went overseas to this dude's backyard, you already know he's going to be the favorite, even though you technically are the A-side. You know you're going to his backyard, so you got to outperform homie. He didn't do enough. I'm being honest. This is what I think Dan Jacobs did. He was like, oh, word, I got to go to the U.K. real quick. Oh, free money? Okay, I got you. I don't think he really, like, trained for this fight because looking at this performance versus his performance against Triple G and Canelo, I didn't see the urgency, like, even like, you know, like they were like praising his jab from back in the day. This time it was just like, ah, oh, he's just throwing it out. It seemed like he wasn't really like focused on the win, you know? And so, like, what was what round was it? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like the second round. You know what I mean like, yeah, he landed more technically, but I remember that uh what's the guy's name? Um John Ryder. John Ryder like landed like a, a pretty decent hook. So it was just like, okay. Like, he landed the power shot while you landed, like, these flimsy jabs. Who am I going to give it to? I gave it to Ryder, you know? And so, like, these rounds are so close that I was just like, man, this ain't the Daniel Jacobs that I know. This ain't the Brownsville Jacobs. This is more like the, man, I've been chilling with comfortable sheets, silk sheets, Egyptian cotton. I'm just going to go ahead and pick up this check. So, I didn't think he got robbed at all, to be honest. Um, how'd you score? it? I actually didn't score it, but I watched the fight. I just didn't score because I was like, I thought he was going to body do I honestly thought he was going to knock him out. So, you know, when I think there's going to be a knockout, I go, man, he ain't going to play with his food, so I don't even bother. For I feel food. you. I feel you. Yeah, but this one, I was shocked. I was like, damn, Jacobs, man, what's going on with you, bro? <clears throat> so, But based upon what I've seen, he wasn't robbed at all, man. Like, because I could see it going either way. I could see it being a draw, you know, but I feel like even if it was a draw or a loss, it's still a loss for Daniel Jacobs because he shouldn't lose to a guy like of this caliber. You know what I mean? And I kind of felt like he wasn't trying. I don't know if it was jet lag. I don't know what it was. But this ain't the Daniel Jacobs of the past, man. This new Daniel Jacobs. It seemed like maybe he's on his way out. That's just my honest opinion.
0: All right. Dr.
1: Trill Dollar Bill. Um, Was Daniel Jacobs robbed? <clears throat> Daniel Jacobs won the fight. I watched the fight. And I thought that he won the fight. Um. Was he robbed? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say robbed. I think it was a tough fight. I think it was a tough fight. But I definitely scored seven, a good seven rounds, maybe even eight for um, Daniel Jacobs. You know what I'm saying? But um, I know what I think it was. The inactive, being inactive, he made it more tougher than what it had to be because of the layoff. Um Nah, he still deserved to get that, the, the nod. I'm sorry. I, I get it, you know, you go over, but he was still the A side. That's still Daniel Jacobs. He still deserved to get the nod. I, I can't stand when we do this when a UK fighter comes over here or when we go over there, it gotta be some crap. No, just score the fight had the right way. Daniel Jacobs clearly won them first six rounds. You know what I'm saying? It was like a boxing lesson. Um, yeah, it was Ryder was is throwing some shots in there. And then it seemed like, you know, the inactivity maybe uh, gassed um, Daniel Jacobs a little bit. Um, but he pulled it out and he pulled out that last round to secure the win. Um, this is to me, this is like a case of boxing where we've seen this before. I'm not even going to lie. It's like when you want to get a guy out of there. Like you want to, you, you know, when a guy's done with their career, you just want to get him out of there. You know what I'm saying? So the boxing community, the boxing world will start doing weird stuff. But then Jacobs didn't deserve to lose that fight last night. I really don't believe that in my heart of hearts. Um, shout out to Ryder. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he fought. He never gave up on himself. Um, but he didn't win that fight. I think that they need to do that again. Don't do not do Daniel Jacobs like this. Don't let him. Don't. I know, like. Well, IG, right, get was, in there.
2: This corner, I think it was like the eighth for the ninth round.
1: They told Dan Jacobs that he was down in the fight. Nah. That's that, part of that, who? Listen, I don't heard Conor say weird stuff to fighters, you know what I'm saying, to keep them going. I know that he at that time he was losing that round. They probably told him he lost that round because he did lose the seventh and the eighth in, in the ninth, you know what I'm saying? That's the rounds that he was losing, you know what I'm saying? But he clearly won that first six, you know what I'm saying, the seventh, eighth, and nine. and then maybe he came on. It was another round I gave him, and then I definitely gave him the last round. You know what I'm saying? So it was like seven to eight rounds that I gave Daniel Jacobs. Ryder is was, was tough. He was in there, but he didn't win that fight. He didn't win that fight. Um, the They just got – I don't think Daniel Jacobs deserved to go out like that. And we don't seen it before when, you know, they wanted to give – I do not see it happen when they're done with a fighter. They want to get dumped. They want to get rid of a fighter. So you start doing these bad decisions and stuff, and then to a fighter gets fed up and doesn't want to fight anymore. We don't seen that before. I remember last time I seen that was with Chad Dawson. You know what I'm saying? It was like, but um, no, Daniel Jacobs did not win that fight last night. It was a tough fight. You mean John Ryder? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Ryder didn't win that fight, even though it was a tough fight for Daniel Jacob. I thought Daniel Jacobs pulled it off. Was it a robbery?
2: <laughs> I mean, you gave him eight rounds, sound like a robbery to me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Was it a robbery or was it a bad decision? You know what I'm saying? Because there is a difference. And like, and like, G, like how you put it, you know what I'm saying? You seem to fight differently too. You seen tough rounds that you gave to the other guy because in your head, consciously you thought that Daniel Jacobs should be mopping this dude. You know what I'm saying? So maybe other guys seen it in that, that way too. They gave it, they never seen Daniel Jacobs hurt or I don't know what it is. And maybe they got persuaded by the crowd. Cause even when uh rider would miss his shot, the crowd would go crazy just because he was coming forward. You know what I'm saying? So maybe the judges were swayed a little bit by the crowd. You know what I'm saying? I just think they got it wrong last night. They got it wrong last night. You know what I mean? It's not the first time this happened, but I just think that they need to run that back. Because if anybody deserves a shot at Canelo, if he's going to take a tune up with any one of these guys, it's definitely Daniel Jacobs. You know what I'm saying? Let him go out that way. Let him end his career like that. Not with with Ryder. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's making uh, excuses for this decision. They didn't even really congratulate the young man, Ryder. They just made excuses like, you know, he's been on the bad end of other calls before, so it's good that he got one to go his favor. Not that he went out there and beat Daniel Jacobs, you know what I'm saying? Former champion, middleweight, you know what I'm saying? Not that. Oh, he's just been, you know, it's good that he gets a decision to go his way. But But I don't mean to to beat it that horse. Y'all know how I feel. I think Daniel Jacobs won the fight. All
0: right. So, Trill scored it for Danny Jacobs, says it was a bad decision. Ned TBE, did you watch the fight?
3: No, I actually didn't get to see the fight. But I want to say this. Earlier in the show, we said that special Valentine's, and I truly forgot you, my baby. Clarissa, even though we are far apart, we're still together in the heart, yo. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you.
2: Kind of cute, man. That's sounded cute. Yeah, it's better than saying Happy Valentine's Day to walking guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Clarissa, don't forget he he uh, mistaked you for another woman. So <laughs> just remember that, Clarissa. <laughs> you can't be that special. The yo, come
2: on, boo, wearing shorts, yo. What's going on?
0: <laughs> um yeah to dive into this fight though <clears throat> I, uh so at first i was pulling the g and what i mean by that is i wasn't even scoring the fight because i thought that daniel jacobs was just going to watch this dude and it was going to be like you know a 10 to 2 decision and it was looking that way the first six rounds i thought danny jacobs took him so <clears throat> i'm watching him in my mind when i don't score a fight at the end of the round i at least say to myself who I gave the round to. So I'm like, it's, you know, two to three or, you know, three to four, or whatever. So I'm like, dang, five to nothing. Jacobs at the end of round five. But then in round six, Ryder hurt Danny Jacobs at the end of the round. But Jacobs had done enough to take that round. And so I gave it to Jacobs. And so I'm like, okay, it's six, nothing. But because Ryder hurt him, that's when I pulled out my phone and said, okay, it might get interesting now. Let me see. From that point on, I gave Ryder seven, eight, nine, and 10. But then I gave Jacobs 11 and 12. So it's eight to four. And so I understand how people can be enthusiastic about Ryder's performance because he went from being dominated and outclassed to actually taking four rounds in between. But then Danny Jacobs got it under control. And if you listen to the commentary, you know, Ryder is the hometown guy. So they're very excited about Ryder's work. Mm-hmm. But there were several times they're highlighting Ryder's work and overlooking the fact that Jacob just landed like a mean right hand. Jacob's just landed a mean uh, left hook to the body. And so I'm just thinking that's going to do a lot of swaying the casual viewers who are watching the zone who don't actually understand how to score with landing punches and things of that nature when you're overlooking uh, Danny Jacobs work. So um, I scored it eight rounds to four. I thought Danny Jacobs won the fight. I thought he won it decisively. So to me, it's not like one of those things where I'm like, oh, it was close. I thought in the middle rounds, it became uh, questionable as to whether or not Danny Jacobs would be able to regain control of the fight. But I'm being honest, like, You can't lose if you won the first six rounds. You got to get dropped. Like, watch it. The dude won the first six rounds. Even if you don't think he won the first six rounds, fine. You can't tell me. Look at the 11th round. Look at the 12th round. Like, Ryder didn't land. He didn't do do much. You know, he mucked the fight up. He, He made it ugly, but Danny Jacobs was landing the cleaner punches. And so, like, I thought Daniel Jacobs won. But here's what I would say: it doesn't even matter because even if they scored it eight rounds to four, Danny Daniel Jacobs never should have been in a fight like that with John Ryder. And I think that's the problem. And Danny, Danny Jacobs, his attack was so predictable. One, one, two. That's all he kept throwing. One-one, try to shock him with the two. And I'm like, bro, he knows what you're trying to do. You got to switch it up. Danny Jacobs. I don't, I don't recall it, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt that I can't remember every frame of the fight, so it's possible that this happened, but it didn't happen enough. I didn't see Danny Jacobs jab to the body, like, at all. I didn't see him jab to the body. Like, his attack was, 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 was strictly, he was head-hutting a lot. he do to the body, you know, few and far in between, and I'm just watching Danny Jacobs and I'm like, what are you doing? I thought his attack was very predictable and I think that played a role in, in in the fight so you know with that being said I thought he won the fight decisively eight rounds to four. Um, you start to get on robbery territory with that but the only reason why I wouldn't call this fight a robbery is because of what G said it wasn't like they there there was much activity in this fight it was more like you know there were lulls in the fight and then they would pick it up. And so it's more like who did the best work when they decided to fight. It wasn't like a fight in which somebody was really taking rounds like that. It was more like you had to look at it and say, okay, this was a dull round. But out of this dull round, Danny did do the better work. So for that reason, I wouldn't call it a robbery, but I think it was a bad decision. I I, I think Daniel Jacobs won. And I do believe that uh, uh, the fact that he is Danny Jacobs, The fact that he did go to uh, London for this fight and the fact that he didn't dominate when he was expected to dominate all worked against him in the scores and the scorecards. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros, are comments made by Tyson Fury. And he's at it again, berating Anthony Joshua. He called Anthony Joshua a useless bum. Let's take a listen to what Tyson Fury had to say. About the former unified heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. All right, let's go. of Anthony Joshua as a fighter. I don't. I think he's a useless old daughter, Anthony Joshua. He got kicked to the gold medal in London. He robbed the Cuban blind in the
4: first fight, so he shouldn't have even got a medal. And then as soon as he stepped up a level, he got chint. He tried to go over to America where the real, real fights are, and he got absolutely obliterated. I attack kid on two weeks' notice.
5: So do I think he's a great fighter? Hell no, I don't think he's a great fighter. I think he's a useless bull. And then he fought a boxer and I think he's
3: a weight and a fought shorter than him and got out of box, and everything had to go up to, to go and take it to the man and try and win the fight. So yeah,
5: if you if you think going into a boxing fight for the world Heavyweight title is not even trying to win, then yeah, I give him that title being a great boxer, but for me he's a he's a useless old bull and uh, he won't get he won't get past the um, looking
2: at his next fight his career is
0: over. What do you think of- <laughs> All right and that sound bites from Max on boxing uh, you can catch uh Max on boxing on ESPN and at ESPN's uh YouTube channel. So I'm turning over to you Trill Dollar Bill. <laughs> What's your reaction to what Tyson Fury had to say about Anthony Joshua? Tyson Fury always
1: saying something go ahead gypsy king man i I don't know man um tyson fury is always saying something he's always talking i don't pay attention into his fight night when it comes to tyson fury um even though he did say some key things he did say some key things it was funny um but it seems like he's just trying to get under these guys skin you know at the same time you know he's he got that fire under him. I see it in his eyes. this he wants to fight somebody. He <laughs> wants to fight. He wanna fight. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like I can just tell. You know, you know, like it's, it's it's on right now. He's, he's got the fire in him. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's in the gym crazy right now, but the fire is burning in him. You know what I'm saying? I can <laughs> see it in his eyes. You know what I'm saying? He just wants to fight. But you know, concentrate on on the, the guy that they're gonna try to put in front of you don't overlook you know what i'm saying because it's a possibility still got to fight uh uh gw you know what i'm saying Not Doc wind duck i'm talking about dillian white so you know what I'm saying? uh you know so just concentrate on that guy tyson fury always talking he's always talking
0: all right conspiracy. g yeah. i'm seeing, excuse me the original g dress
1: <laughs> bless him my brother bless him
2: no be honest with you, I think Tyson Fury at this point is just planting seeds to build up the Tyson Fury-AJ fight, you know, because, and although I know he's facing Dillian White right now, but I think this is all marketing, man, because I'm like, now he's going out his way to really hate on AJ. So I think he's fishing to get a response from AJ, like a public response, which I think is good because if they do get into a fight, you know, this is creating that buildup that animosity that people want to see. So then when they enter that ring, we're like, oh, snap, you know? like, But, you know, usually with, like, UK boxers, they're, like, polite. And so if it's, like, a polite fight, it's it's cool in the UK, but over here we need some action. So I think he's providing, you know, people in the States that action to, to get us excited if, in fact, Tyson Fury ever fights uh, Anthony Joshua. So I'm not really – because at first I used to be like, oh, man, this dude hating again, again, again. But now I kind of see the formula. So I'm not even against what Tyson Fury is doing. I think it's still good for the heavyweight division. So I give him a pass. But I'm like, man, AJ got to respond to this, though. This dude violated his entire career, you know, from the Olympics on up. So um, it'd be nice to see AJ say something. But I understand if AJ is like, yo, you know what? You're beneath me. I'm focused on Usyk right now. That's respectable, too. But sometimes you just got to, you know, Smack your kids, you know what I mean? So, well, well, he ain't, he ain't. He ain't he's not saying that he that he
0: smacks his kids. Everybody, I, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> views and opinion. Like,
2: the views, I don't even, oh,
0: I can't oh, even. i to do it because oh, I know oh, G's not saying he does that. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I don't beat my kid. Well, you know what I mean? yeah, the views and opinion. Of <laughs> he's talking about like,
0: Bro, hey. you know what I
2: mean. <laughs> <laughs> My my kids I'm talking about is net over here. You know what I'm saying? The abuse, the I think this is just all funny games to, to, to build the sport. So Tyson Fury, man, at first I was hating on you for that, but now I get it. So just keep doing your thing. He's on that, he's on that WWE wave right now, man. Like you gotta build up these fights. All
1: right, TBE
3: man. I have a book in my room. It's somewhere I gotta find it. It's it's called the Greatest Trash Talkers in Sports History, and Muhammad Ali's on the cover. And my when you, you when I see clips of Muhammad Ali, he was always talking trash to his opponents. He 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 couldn't stop. He was, when he, since he was what was it the Louisville, Louisville. Yeah, Louisville lip. He got that in for did a you read reason. Read the book. Yeah, I did. I read. I read. It's you been some time. I had it for over like. like <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> i had, I had the book over ten years, but it's somewhere. So it's I like got under, the book, so I don't gotta read the book. <laughs> I had the book for over ten years. Now, so you know, I read it. I read. I read some of the some of the, like some of the trash talking that was in there, but Muhammad Ali was the guy that pestered his opponents till they got pissed off. So, like, he got in their head just so he could, like, even if he didn't have a fight, he wanted to fight until he got him in the ring. He would keep talking trash. And I see Fury's taking a note out of that man's um, um, category, um, as uh, resume and taking a page, dude- <laughs> taking a page taking out of his the book. book. I'm gonna help this man out. <laughs> He's
0: taking a note out of his note. Yeah, come on, help me out, <laughs> man. help me out. <laughs>
3: I'm with you. i Yeah. So he took it, he took and the this
0: is what,
2: catalog. You know, what I'm
3: <laughs> taking a bite of his sample. You feel me? You know, taking a taking a sip out of his water. So you know. I'll go me? But yeah, now I just see Fury using those type of tactics to get into his opponent's head, even if he's not fighting them. Yeah, he, F- Fury's just planting them seeds like. um my co-host said and yeah i i I, I, right now it's entertainment i enjoy it look i told
0: you this before with deontay wilder tyson fury's a jokester but every now and then he slips in some truth and how he feels about you and i can tell when he's doing it you know i'm not saying i'm like the tyson fury whisperer but his tone changes the way he's reacting changes, like his body language changes. Like Trill was saying, you could see it in his eyes. Yes, he sure. told you how he really felt about Anthony Joshua in that moment. Like when he was talking about Deontay Wilder and he said, like, he fought a bunch of bums and if he can't beat him, then he's not worth a damn because Deontay Wilder has the skill of a six round bill filler. He was, he was telling you how he really <laughs> felt like when he just spoke about AJ, I'm telling you, look at it. Yo, he told you how he really felt about AJ said, when he went to America, where the real fights are, he got beat up by a, by a fat little dude. That's how he really feels. Then he said that Anthony Joshua got beat up by a middleweight, and he didn't even have the guts to take it to him to try to win like he should have done. Yo, I know the man jokes and all that. He was dead ass back
2: he was in dead that
0: ass moment too. with what he said. Because you look at what Tyson Fury has done. When Wilder dropped Tyson Fury in the 12th round of their first fight, he got up and took it to Wilder. The second fight, from the moment the bell rung, he took it to Wilder. Then, in the third fight, he drops Wilder. But check this out. Wilder gets up, takes it to Fury, and then drops Fury. Then Fury has to get back up and take the fight to Wilder. That's what he's talking about. That's what we haven't seen from Anthony Joshua. When Anthony Joshua drops you, it's all good for him, right? When we saw when he, when Klitschko dropped him, AJ got up. But remember, he didn't take it to Klitschko. He went against the ropes, and Klitschko didn't jump on him. Klitschko stood there, and AJ was weaving punches and everything. But Klitschko didn't go in for the kill. The difference was after Ruiz dropped Anthony Joshua, he went in for the kill and he never took his foot off the gas. And Usyk, when, when he was outboxing Joshua, Joshua never said, forget this. I'm going to make it a dog fight. I'm just coming to knock you out. He kept trying to outbox Usyk. And Fury is saying like, yo, when right by round eight, when you can't outbox this dude, why wouldn't you just try to knock his head off? why wouldn't you just say i'm the bigger guy i'm the stronger guy i have the power i'm gonna knock him out he told you how you really felt about joshua now calling him a useless bum that may be a little extreme that may be where he's where he's adding on but like i said he sprinkles truth in there fury he does sprinkle truth in there we all know aj's not a bum we know anthony joshua has the best resume in terms of beating the most top 10 fighters He's he's unified the belts. He's defended his titles more than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury only has one title defense and it's against the guy he beat three times. But the point is Fury will tell you how he really feels about a fighter. And in that moment, he told you how he really felt about AJ. So don't dismiss it as just, yeah, that's how he feels about AJ. Doesn't make it true. Doesn't mean that there, there isn't some truth in it. I'm just saying that's how he really feels about AJ. So I know he goes back and forth with the jokes. But I think you saw Fury saying how he really feels. And, you know, um, I can't wait for this rematch between um, Joshua and, and Usyk. Eddie Hearn was saying he thinks it's going to happen in May. But, you know, I hope Fury keeps that same energy once that fight's done for the winner. Because because I'm, I'm ready to see Undisputed. I'm ready to see Fury step in the ring with either Usyk or AJ, because he's had a lot to say about the both of them.
1: Shout out to our boxing fam in Ukraine You know what I'm saying? Shout out to our boxing fam in Ukraine I know y'all going through yeah. a lot right now so And y'all praying for peace So I'm praying for peace for y'all So shout out to our boxing bros in Ukraine
0: The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing bros Is step aside gate Now Anthony Joshua dropped a video where he said that He's never going to step. He never was considering step aside. Stop listening to what people say. And then you hear it was a real thing. Let's just take a look at some of these videos and we're going to discuss a step aside gate. So the first video we're going to look at is comments from Tyson Fury. And. This video appears courtesy of IFL TV, you can subscribe to IFL TV. Here's what Tyson Fury had to say.
2: Hey, you're some bodybuilder, please. I'll annihilate them. So just for everybody
5: to know, the only reason this fight fell out of bed was because AJ wanted more money last minute. And he thought that I was going to just give him an extra $5 million because 15000000 million wasn't good enough. You're too greedy, mate. And that's the only reason. There's no other reasons. Usec will get his fight to me. Not a problem. When he's beat Joshua, again, and Joshua has no chance in fighting for the Undisputed Championship. Yeah, uh, yeah, does What was your reaction when uh, Frank?
0: All right. So that's what Tyson Fury had to say about the step aside, said it fell through because 15 million wasn't enough for AJ. AJ won an additional five. And here's what Eddie Hearn said in a meeting or in an interview. About to step aside.
5: Can you uh, clear anything up with,
0: with venues, times, contracts, all the rest of it with Joshua Uranoosic? Yeah, I mean, that was obviously about 10 days ago when it all fell through the other chat. Mm. We got onto Alex Krasik and said, right, let's go. You know, we need to get yeah. up and run it. Um, I'd like to do it in the UK. We've had quite a few offers from around the world as well. we'll meet with those guys next week, but ready to move forward with a May fight, I think. Um, you know, an, an AJ. I know there's been a lot of chat, like, you know, step aside and stuff like that. I was a believer, being quite honest, that the step aside and the whole deal to fight the winner of that fight was quite a sensible move. Yeah. But honestly, he never wanted to do it. And I actually, in the end, sort of convinced him it was half a good idea.
5: Yeah.
0: And now he probably thinks, I wish I would have shut my mouth to start with because it never happens. All right. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Kaspira G. What's your reaction to Step Aside Gate? AJ saying he was, don't listen to what the people say. Tyson Fury saying he thought it was a deal. 15 million last minute. AJ wanted an additional five. Eddie Hearn saying he thought it was sensible, and but it never happened. So uh, what's your reaction to all that, G? All right. So looking at
2: both videos, right? First, Tyson Fury in this video looked like he was lying. You know what I mean? Like he was bending the truth a bit, you know. Like in our private, uh, previous segment, when Tyson Fury was talking, I believed him. In this one, I'm like, mm. he kind of got the side eye smirk going, and everything. So I'm like, eh, there might be some, some, some fibbery going on <laughs> in uh, Tyson Fury uh, talking about this uh, 15 million. but He wanted an extra five for 20 million and stuff like that. So I don't know if I really bu- fully believe Tyson Fury, but I'll say this. I do think AJ was considering the step aside, but the way he does it, don't say anything. Just have your promoter talk. So then you can just come out with a uh, plausible deniability. Like, yo, I didn't say that. I didn't want it. You know what I mean? And it's like, Hey, well, all we've heard talk was Eddie Hearn and Eddie Hearn to be fair. He's doing a great job as a promoter. When he's still protecting AJ, he's saying, AJ didn't want it, but I felt that it was a reasonable request to explore, which it is a reasonable request, right? That's a lot of money. Like, why wouldn't you think about that? So that's why I'm like, I think AJ's also lying, you know? But however, you could give AJ the benefit of the doubt, you know, because we haven't heard anything directly from AJ at that time. We only heard it from Eddie Hearn. So I like to believe, you know, there were talks about step aside. So Tyson Fury could fight Usyk, right? But AJ was like, nah, unless the bag is big, right? And so they're trying to figure that out. They couldn't guarantee $20 for AJ, so it fell through. So then now it's back to Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, um, Usyk versus uh, Anthony Joshua. So I think that's what really happened.
0: All right, Dollar Bill.
1: Yeah, this is how it happened. You know what I'm saying? AJ never was going to step aside. Eddie Hearn was trying to persuade him, like, hey, man, listen, you can get this bag, you know what I'm saying? And then we come back, double up, and get another bag, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to try to get this bag over here, you know what I'm saying? So we put this, get this bag to put you on hold while I get this bag over here, and then we come back and double up and get the other bag, and then we all getting all the bags, you know what I'm saying? And AJ was like, nah, I ain't going for it. He was like, how about I spray a little another five mil? He was like, I don't know. Off the field, <laughs> I don't know. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? <He's> like, and, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got to go talk to them to see if they can throw the extra five in. And he was like, nah, we ain't doing it. Hey, they ain't doing it. But it's often. It's often. That's how I think it happened. That's how I think it went down. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. You know what? It's plausible.
0: <laughs> it's plausible. That's how it went down. I right, TV.
3: I I haven't seen an M in my life yet, like a, a million. I don't know what I'm saying. But because 20 million dollars, step aside money for a fight. That is crazy. Like like you paying a man 20 million dollars to just like sit back and watch two people get beat up, and then he steps in. But a step aside game. Yes, they were yes, they were I I AJ entertained the thought of stepping aside, but they did not meet his price, and every man has a price. If they was to throw the money he wanted, he would have stepped aside, and I wouldn't be mad at him for that. Like, who's gonna, who's not gonna take twenty million dollars to step away to to uh to let the somebody get a cut in line? Every time I go to barber shop, some people some people be like, y'all pay for your haircut if you let me go before you. Okay, <laughs> you know. So if you gonna you gonna pay me this much, twenty is the price, and twenty M's is what my man wanted, and twenty dollars is some haircuts out here, and hey. AJ, I ain't oh, mad G- at you G- at G- all. G- yeah, that's fine.
0: If someone wants to pay for your haircut, you let them go. Yeah. But what if you're in a rush and you can afford your own haircut? You still let them go? Nah, hold up, hold up. So you said no, you wouldn't. Isn't there yeah. a rush to become the first undisputed uh, heavyweight champion yeah. since
3: Lennox Lewis? Yeah, there is. But I mean, go ahead, yeah, there is, and um, I respect that, and that's why I feel like AJ doesn't want to step aside because he had this goal and he wants to be the first to accomplish this goal and he wants to make history. He doesn't want to be undisputed after so and so took the belts and wasn't disputed for him. He had this goal, he accumulated, he had a, he's been on the missions for a long time now. He's accumulated a lot of belts, he's <clears throat> accumulated a majority of the belts, and now he. At the last fight, he has to regain his titles against Usyk, and I'm fully confident that AJ is prepared for this match, and he wants to take on Fury. So, you know, there's no more bumps in the road at this point that I know of, but I'm not going to speak for my man till my man gets in the ring. So, yeah, I just spoke, but after this, after this moment, I'm not speaking for my man till he gets in the ring.
2: Yo, but, but don't you think that if in fact AJ wasn't going to entertain step aside, I'm
3: not speaking for my man until he gets in the ring.
2: No, I'm, just, I'm just posing a question. <laughs> like, because you're <it laughs> making it seem like, nah, he wasn't trying to have no step-asides at all. But if that's the case, then why was his step-aside talk for so long? He could easily have dead it a long yes, time. They're,
3: they're, I, party's uh, like, oh, like, oh hey, God. this is, here's a number, and then the number keeps going up, and the number keeps well, he going says, up. A number,
2: and the number. Then that means you're entertaining. Step aside.
3: I'll say I'm not, I agree. He's the entertaining. Step aside. Everybody has their price, hmm. but at the end of the day, it wasn't what he wanted. And not honestly, everybody. if you, if <laughs> <Not> you, <everybody. laughs> yeah, sure, sure, they have you. If you have you 20 million to go 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 with and Barack right now, you, you 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 not you're not taking us you are not mm-hmm. going if they offer you 20 million to go with Arkham Barack without the folks and bros, you're not moving. The
1: yeah, bro, I'm going with the bros. <laughs> Damn, son. Wow, yeah. wow.
3: Wow. I, I'm saying wow man. wow. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I love my bros, but I'm coming with the bros. I started I go with for the
0: bros, two. I'm going with the bros. Thanks. Hey, yeah. if they offer him 20 million to go to ark and Barack,
3: and TV, man, how much would it the other we're rocking TV? You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, Eddie, y'all, yo, you hear my price, man. <laughs> Let me stop. That's I'm said Eddie, I love my, you said, you I love heard my bros. My I, love my brothers, yeah. I love my bros. I'm just Listen,
1: saying. that's 20 mil. You know what I'm saying? I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm good. We can have five apiece. You did that's what I that's <laughs> what I'm
0: saying. It doesn't like it five five for, me, for me. That's not a good example because if they offered anyone here 20 million to go on this show. I would be happy about it. And then I would be like, yo, if you can still do this show, you can do that show and this show. Like how yeah. Sean Porter will call mm-hmm. a fight, still do his own thing. You don't have to be limited to, to one show. That's one thing. Um, and you dig what I'm saying? You could you could still use the bread you get to invest in your own show. To make your own show bigger. So, I mean, it's still not, still not. That ain't the same never reason. been that. Just ain't never been my style, bro. You know me,
1: when I first got my first little bit of money, I broke it down with everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, it's
0: not. That's not how we get down, bro. Yeah, it's like, to me, it's no fun. To if do it by yourself, yourself like, exactly. You know what I'm mean? like, saying? like what good is it to gain the world and lose yourself?
3: What makes this you're
0: so man. fun for me is that I get to do it with my brothers. That's like I can't be just up here by myself, you, like talking about boxing. I would feel I like weird. Like
1: exactly
2: you know I mean? we all
0: gotta, we
1: all gotta look fly. but I can't I can't do it with just me. Nah, we got you know what I'm saying? That's Yo, why when y'all get a That's brand new car. I celebrate like it's my brand-new car. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're I, that. Raised, I,
2: raised right. Ned, I raised my son
0: wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, Eddie Hearn, Ned's price is $20 million. Go ahead, Ned.
3: <laughs> but yeah, G, even if he was entertaining a step aside, I feel like deep down inside he was never going to take it because he's been – I feel – I've said this plenty of times on the show before. AJ set a goal. He wanted this goal. He wanted to achieve this goal. He wanted to be the first one to do it. Nobody in the heavyweight division wanted to do this goal until AJ got on this undisputed chain. now everybody acting like that. They're, they, they're the first to um, um, to create this idea. And I, I respect AJ on his decision. You ain't had to step aside. You can entertain. You can flirt a bit even when you got the ring on. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, so all my people who are married, stay faithful and stay honest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, oh, man, with the
2: what in the world? <laughs> you all gotta stay faithful to his back. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> hey,
0: man, uh, that's like you know when you're when you're giving like a speech and the crowd's not into it, so you gotta say something that you just know, like the Yankees suck. <laughs>
5: oh,
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh um,
0: you know what's funny to me, like. Somebody having to feel bad about considering 15, 20 million (laughs) dollars. Like, how dare you consider uh, that money? Here's the deal, right? I feel like if anybody has earned the right to take step aside money, it would be Anthony Joshua. And the reason is because he's had the most difficult fights back to back to back to back, which isn't an easy thing to fight the guys that he's fought back to back to back to back. And you know this because that's the reason why nobody stays undisputed champion. To stay undisputed champion means you have to fight mandatory after mandatory after mandatory. And then you have to fight a champion occasionally. Right. So here's what happens. um, like, well, for AJ's sake, he had to fight champions. Then he had to fight the undisputed. I mean, he had to fight champions. Then he had to fight the mandatory to keep the belt so he can go for undisputed. That's a lot of top tier fighters. You don't get to pick in betweens that are easy. You don't get Otto Wallins, right? You don't get Tom Schwartz in between when you're Anthony Joshua because you got three belts and Pulev won his shot. You got three belts and Povetkin won his shot. You can say what you want about those guys, but they are still better than the than Otto Wallin and Tom Schwartz, right? Luis Ortiz looked like hot garbage the other day, right? I mean, who would win between Luis Luis Ortiz and Pulev? I honestly don't know. But I'd pick Pavekin to beat uh, Luis Ortiz, especially the Pavekin that beat Dillian White. You understand? He fought Dillian White. He fought Joseph Parker. He fought all these guys back to back to back to back. That takes its toll on you. So if AJ was gonna say, why not let these guys actually finally fight each other and get some wear and tear on their body, let them bang it out the way I've been banging it out, you know what I'm saying? Fighting all elite competition back to back to back. What's wrong with that? See, I think what happens is people like to spin the narrative and they say, like, well, he considered step aside money, so he didn't, he didn't want to fight. If he didn't want to fight, he could have got out of the fight by relinquishing the WBO belt. He never had to keep that belt. He could have just gave it to Usyk. He took the fight and he lost to Usyk. So now you're talking about this man regaining the belt in an immediate rematch. I don't already told you before. There's only four other people to do it or, four, or there's only four people that would do it. Said so Floyd Patterson, uh Muhammad Ali, Lennox Lewis and Anthony Joshua. So you want him to do it again. You know how hard it is to regain the title in an immediate rematch. Deontay Wilder tried, he came this close, too. <laughs> but he didn't do it because it's not easy to do. So if only four people in history have ever done it, and and uh Anthony Joshua's already one who's already done it, you want him to do it twice. You want him to pull a rabbit out of a hat twice. It's a difficult thing to do. So if he's going to consider step aside money and step aside, I can't fault him for that. Listen to what I said. I can't fault him for that. Now, can I have my opinion about it? Yeah. And my opinion would be, you know, he 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 didn't want to go back in there with Usyk immediately. That would be my opinion. If he took step aside money, yes, that would be my opinion. But is that wrong? because he steps aside for one fight then he gets the winner of Fury Usyk so he's not running away he's simply delaying he's not saying I'm not gonna fight Usyk because Usyk beats Fury he gotta fight Usyk again he's simply saying and and you can spin it however you want right but 15 million dollars is 15 million dollars so I'll close with this I honestly believe that Anthony Joshua. Wants to fight Usyk again in a rematch. And I believe that because he's looking for trainers. He's out there. He's He's been, he's been saying like, yo, I want a rematch. I'm changing things. His mindset's different. I'm going to tell you who I think doesn't want the immediate rematch. And it's Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn admitted it to you. Said, I convinced him it's a sensible deal. I've been trying to convince him. I think Eddie Hearn is afraid that Anthony Josh was going to lose again. So he's thinking, I can get. 10% or whatever his cut is of a step aside. And I can get money from this before before I cash out on AJ when, Usyk's, when Usyk beats him. I think that's his mindset now. Because I think back in the days, he used to think Anthony Joshua was unbeatable. I think he used to think Anthony Joshua was going to just walk through everyone. But I think now he's starting to have doubts. So I think now Eddie's like, yo, let's get the bag. Let's get the bag. Let's get the bag. Where before Eddie was on it with AJ too. AJ will walk, AJ will march everyone. AJ will mop everyone. Now he's sitting there like, I think it's a sensible deal. I don't think Eddie Hearn before the Anthony the Andy Ruiz fight would ever say that he thinks Anthony Jobs would take a step aside money is a sensible deal. He would have said, I got my guy and I put my guy up against anybody. I don't hear that. So I think that's the person who's nervous. I think Eddie Hearn's palms are sweaty. He don't want to be sitting there ringside for that rematch with Usyk Joshua because he might have a heart attack yo, if that, Joshua loses yeah.
3: again. So oh, I think shit, that would <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Shame that, on you, Eddie. That's all I would say. Oh, Shame yeah. on you, Eddie. So I really do think
0: AJ, I think the fighter in AJ is saying, yo, I got pride, F the money. So when he asked for additional five, I think AJ probably threw out. A number he didn't think he was gonna get. Say, yeah, yeah 15 million. I think about it. Eddie Hearn came back and said, We got 15 million. He said, Oh, you got 15? Well, now I want
5: like,
0: like, <laughs> 20. Like, 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 bro. You know, at some point, you gotta stand up and have some pride. 20 million sound good to us, but trust me, AJ's good. What 20 million is to us, is not to AJ. Yeah. So some things you just some things are worth you like, what would you pay $20 million for? Right? AJ would give up $20 million so he can fight Usyk again. And I believe that.
1: Hey, AJ's trying to teach y'all a lesson. All money ain't good money.
0: The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing, bros, is if you could only watch one of these fights, and thank God for DVR because we can watch both. But if you could only watch one of these fights, on April thirtieth, which would you choose, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, or Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez? I'm gonna turn it over to you, Spirit G. If you only watch one, which one would it be, and why?
2: Well, I'm gonna go with the Katie fight, and the reason why this is gonna be history—it's like a historical matchup, undisputed. So I think the 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 stakes are higher for this fight than Stevenson, even though you know I like my man Stevenson and all, but you know. It's just a regular fight on his end. On their end, I think this is like historic. So I think because, you know, um, this is the first time we're going to see this in women's boxing. And these are two star um, female boxers. I think it warrants that that uh, that viewership.
1: All right. trill Dollar Bill. This is dumb. Why would they ever put these two fights on the same day, right?
2: You know Bob um, I talk about women's boxing, bro. Yeah,
1: I know. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, no, no, no. I heard his comments before, you know. And, uh, Jake Paul has every time he goes out, he makes sure that he uh, <laughs> lets everybody know of Bob's comments that he made before in the past, as far as women are concerned. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who I'm rocking with. I'm rocking with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serranos. That's the fight I want to see. It's a historical fight and it's undisputed. One thing I do disagree with, with G is that other fight is a great fight with Oscar Valdez and Saquon Stevens. This is a unified fight. Mm-hmm. Un- no, I never said it wasn't great. in comparison to the other, this one holds more. Yeah. Um, it's historic for women's boxing because, you know, like G said before, it's for Undisputed. And it's the highest paid. Both women to be the first highest paid fight for women um, boxing, which is dope. And this is for history. And it's, it's headlining. And I think that that's amazing, but I do not want to overlook. I think that this is going to be a tough fight for Shakur Stevenson. I don't think this is going to be a, a walk walk through. Mm-hmm. I think Oscar Valdez is a good opponent, and if uh, uh, Stevenson can pull this off, whew, then Stevenson deserves all the praise because Oscar Valdez is coming through with some heavy hands. And this is to be the first time we get to really see if Shakur Stevenson can take a punch from a real puncher. So I think that that is a good fight. And it is to unify uh, the WBC belt. And what's the other belt, I believe? It's the WBO or WBA?
0: One of those no, I'm not sure. Talk my
1: head. Uh, so, um, you know, so they're going to unify that belt. So I just wish it was a different day, but y'all know who I'm rocking with, Taylor and Serrano.
3: TBE? Yo, man, I, I'm going to say this. The Taylor-Serrano fight is going to be across the pond. And Stevenson Valdez is gonna be here in the, here in the USA. Not true. Not true. Wait, was where, the surrounding fight? Madison Square Garden. Well, it's he,
0: gonna be he, on he East. Said, he said it's gonna be across Hogan's Pond.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get me. Yeah. Right, no, y- y'all took y'all took t- t- my words out of context. <laughs> now, when I said across the pond, it's like. Like, you know, you know, Houghton's Pawn, pawn <laughs> Jamaica Pawn, New York, you know, they got pawns in New York. I'm, you I'm with pawns. you, man. I'm with you, man. But, you know, Stephen and, Valde- jokes, and Valdez the probably, probably fighting on the West Coast. And, you know, it's like, you can watch him at eight and then we watch them at one. So we can get both fights. So you don't have to fight between the two. But for me... That's
0: not what we're asking you. Bro. We're I know. We're asking you if I, you could only watch one. We... We, I said that. Obviously, we can watch both with DVR and everything. The point is, if you had to pick one to watch, which right. one would you pick? All right. So, Carissa, hold on hold on, on, on Kaden. Okay,
2: Let me defend my son. I <laughs> <laughs> did the same thing, and y'all were like, "Yo, G, leave him alone, <laughs> G, leave him alone." <laughs> thank you hey, But listen hey, <laughs> Listen Y'all may not believe me But Clarissa
3: Yo, called geez, me nice to a... see you stand up for your son for <laughs> Listen, listen Thank you, thank, thank you, Jesus You know, listen listen. Jesus. listen Y'all may not believe me But Clarissa called me from a scam likely number And was like, I don't want you watching no female boxes I said, yes. okay So she this is an easy blood. choice stevenson versus valdez because this is a fight where stevenson is going to be battle tested we're going to see what he's really made of and oscar's already showed us what he is in this sport so i this is a fight i want to see this date because these are two this is a a a a, a young and up coming fighter versus somebody who's already established himself in the sport so i would love to see this fight and i can't wait to see this fight.
0: wait wait so Carissa caught you from a scam likely number, yep. which means she didn't even want you to know her actual number. Yeah. To tell she you didn't want me to know what Hold on. To tell you not to watch other women fight, but she gets to be in a relationship with another man.
3: Listen, listen, listen. It's a uh, relationship, something special. But she was like, nah, I get jealous when you talk about other women boxes." It's only me. And I, was like, I understand, you know? So that's why I apologize well, earlier. But you, well, you're okay with her being with another man? She's single, dog. She's single. And like I said before in the show, if a sick man can't see me, she don't belong to him. And that's it. Period. Okay, too. Totally. <laughs> hey, all right, man. <laughs> Let me stop causing trouble. Let me stop causing trouble. Let me stop hey, causing def- trouble. Defend that, uh, G. <laughs> I'm about to pull a trill and just, you know what I mean? Like. Don't go black on me. We just had We was just born in G. Just come on, son. Come hey, on.
2: Bless you. God bless
3: you. Boy. Damn. <laughs> all
0: right. So, check it out. You know, this is a tough one, but because you got history. You got the first women headlining Madison Square Garden, the highest paid fight in women's boxing. You got it all. It's it's been intriguing. It's been building up over the years, but it's only 20 minutes of a fight. And I'd rather watch a fight that's going to last long enough for me to finish my chips or my popcorn or my sandwich or whatever uh, nourishment I'm partaking in at that time. So what I would watch is Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. One. That's going to be a very high-quality boxing match because Shakur Stevenson Stevenson is one of the best technical boxers in the game right now. They keep showing his stats, how nobody can touch him. As Trill alluded to, I think Valdez is going to touch him, and I want to see how he's going to react to that. And I am think you're looking at Valdez and you're looking at Shakur Stevenson, and you're looking at one of these guys can become – potentially a pay-per-view star in the future. So this is a very big fight in terms of who's going to take a step forward, a huge step forward in becoming a star in the future. And I think Bob Arum was willing to make this fight because he needs a star and he needs one fast. So he's putting these two in to make them bigger. He's going to put them in another fight to make them bigger because he needs to replace some fighters who have left his roster. So Bob is now Already in star maker mode. So the winner of this fight is going to take a huge step forward towards becoming a star in boxing. And I think that we're going to see a really good Shakur Stevenson. We're going to see a really great Oscar Valdez. And for me, I just want to watch the fight that has the potential to be entertaining and entertain me longer. And that's going to be Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson. Now don't get it twisted. If Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano was 12 three minute rounds. I would be watching their fight, but it's not, and I'm going to invest my time elsewhere. The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing, bros, is Katie Taylor declines Amanda Serrano's challenge for three-minute rounds, for 12 three-minute rounds. Let's take a listen and a look at the exchange, and then we'll talk about it. So this video appears... Courtesy of Fight Hype. You can subscribe to Fight Hype on YouTube. Uh, let's take a listen.
4: In history, being the, the first women to headline. We're making the biggest payday, both of us. I think we should just continue and make this fight iconic, make change in this game. And I'm, if Katie Taylor's willing, I'm ready and able to make this an equal fight. 12 rounds, three minutes. I, I mean, let's go. Day, I say, if we want to make change, I think we should make be on the platform right now. The zone we're making headlines, we we're talking, we we're getting interest, and this is all about equality. And we should make the change right now. So, Katie, are you up for it? 300 rounds. 300 rounds. Let's go like the men. I don't really feel like that. That will make a huge difference to the development. already on. Can't do Um, the fact that the pre sales are. Uh, the best, uh, the second best in, in history, um, says it already. This fight is even more important than we realize. And um, uh, the box. you um, know, uh, this proves a box and that the perceptions have changed already. Boston's Boston is regardless of the fight, is already are coming to the way And you know, I, I understand that it is very, mm-hmm. it, but if you want to make a change for the future and get people to notice us and Get these promoters to not talk badly about women. I think we need to take a stand. I think we're making to make the way that we're actually playing here in the first place. The best, uh, the best line of us. Um, this fly is going to um, be the terrible. It's, 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 it's the winner of this flight is going to be the, the best female flyer in the world. So we are we are, are already already making a stand the stand taking this slide.
0: So that's what Katie Taylor had to say. Uh, this is Amanda Serrano's reaction to it. Hi, sorry,
5: um, hi. You offered um, KT uh, twelve. 12- minute, three minute, 12 round, three minutes. Um, why is that? Uh, is that because you, you feel you have better cardio? Do you think you're leveling the playing field? What was
4: really You know bad? what? No, you know, it's a risk for both of us. So I'm not saying because it's just for me, but you know, we've been talking about this whole week leading up to this whole fight for equality and to make history for, for women and to make a change for women in, in the sport of boxing. So I think why not this fight? We have the platform, we have two great champions and we're making history doing the first of everything so why not do the 12 three rounds I mean I thought it would have been a great idea to put that foot forward in the sport but you hey, remember if it happens after today that means they stole my idea
5: <laughs> is this something that you would have discussed privately during negotiations how come on the, on, the, on the press conference was that to sort of put under pressure to accepting it
4: I mean you know what? I just, I just, I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. I'm like, the reception that we got for the, the pre sale, how this, this fight is just coming all along. I think I was like, this is our chance. This is our chance to make a statement. So why not now? And then it just popped
1: in my head. Um How, how, how much information or insights have you got from
0: your All right. So you heard. The challenge from Amanda Serrano to Katie Taylor for 12 three-minute rounds. You heard her explain why she issued the challenge. So I'm going to turn it over to Trill Dollar Bill. What's your reaction to Katie Taylor declining the 12 three-minute rounds and Amanda Serrano's reason for issuing the 12 three-minute rounds? Disappointed. (laughs) Disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. I asked for this.
1: and, And I thought Katie wanted this. You know, everybody knows I'm big on Katie. I'm I'm huge on Katie. She's my number one, you know, as far as that's what I had as my number one. And I thought that this would favor her, you know, she be able to go and, and, and be able to do more and work more. I was shocked when she declined. I was sitting there. With, I sent the video to bro. I was, my mouth was open. I was like, ah. <laughs> you know, I kind of thought it would have been the other way around. Huh, shame on me! Right? <laughs> shame on Trill. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm with Amanda. I thought that this would be the great opportunity. This would be the fight to make it twelve rounds, three minute rounds, and show the world. What I've been going crazy about with the bros and I have been going crazy about is that these women been coming out here and banging. This is not like the old little side shows where you see the girls come out here. No, these girls have been showing that they belong. They're stepping it up. They're fighting each other. Champions are fighting champions. They're showing you that they belong. I'm a champ for women's boxing especially because I got all these daughters. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a champ for women's boxing and they deserve to be here. They deserve to be here and they're showing it not by talking, not by doing the, the, the uh, porn spreads and whatever they do you, know, you, know, you know what i mean they have to go out there and basically sell their body no they're selling their this they're doing it for their
0: fans not only fans
1: yeah, yeah. they're getting it not because of their body they getting it from punching you in the face they're getting it from the mud and i respect it so when this happened i was i was thinking that she would have been like oh yeah i want all the smoke you know what i'm saying When she answered the challenge, I said, oh, yeah, Katie's going to be like forever, whatever. Because this was the perfect opportunity. All the eyes are going to be on this. Y'all had the chance to make this something crazy. They would have had to respect everybody after this. I just feel like they dropped the ball. This would have been huge. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm just taking it a little too personal. Y'all can tell me in the comment section, like, sure, you take these two personal?" But I think I'm taking it a little bit hard, because I really wanted to, This to me, this could have been something great. It's well, it's still going to be great. But this could have been even more. This could have been even more. You got all them chauvinistic punks that be sitting there, oh, I don't want them. Oh, the, you could have shut them up. Because both of them have the skills to do it and put on an exciting fight, three minutes. oh man, it would have been, we would have been talking about it. Y'all know how I feel. Been All able. right. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go up, bro. Go ahead, finish up. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done chefing. I'm done chefing. I'm done.
0: Putting the spoon right. away. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, stop it before it's done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want you to finish the, the dish. All right, um, Spirit G, man, what was your reaction? Well, before I answer that, <clears throat> I caught
2: some flack the other day because I was like, you know, uh, Katie's going to bring the U.K. fans. And people came at my life was like, she's not from the U.K., she's from Ireland.
0: Uh, I saw yeah, that. I didn't even know. Yeah, that's, so, that's like, weird. So what? Yeah, I'm you like,
2: can't Yo, rock right, with a heavy. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. Isn't Ireland a part of the United Kingdom? So yeah. when I said it, I'm thinking because Ireland's a part of the U.K., so therefore U.K. will come through. That's one question I do have. And I also have another question, because this came up actually a couple months ago about uh, Tyson Fury. Is Tyson Fury Irish or he's just British? You know what I mean? Because I was told he was uh, a Irish gypsy, right? But people were like, yo, he's not from Ireland. He's from the UK. Other people were saying he's from Ireland. So I need those two questions cleared up. And I, I, t- I take it that you know, since we're talking about Katie Taylor in Ireland and stuff like that, y'all could clear this up in the comments for me. But in regards to this three minute round thing, I'ma be 100 with y'all. When I first found out, I was like, I'ma jump out the window, no parachute, on Katie Taylor today, right? When I um I put it on Twitter about the situation. And then shout out to our Boxing Bros community, CJ, um, Irish Boxing Bro, and uh, Yellow Claws, right? Those three gentlemen, G checked my, oh, excuse me, G checked you know what I mean? And they were like, hey, G, you're bugging. This is all gimmicks. And uh, they were saying, first and foremost, all of the, the the rounds and everything have already been agreed upon. So the fact that she's bringing it out now doesn't even make sense. So now I was like, nah, I don't know. Let me do my own research. Come to find out. They were telling the truth. And for, uh, a, for a woman's bout to be three minutes, and 12 rounds, you have to get a whole, though, everyone has to agree. There's not one governing body could say no. All of them have to say yes. And the two promoters of uh, the promotional teams have to also agree to this. But uh, Mauricio Suleiman has already said publicly, I believe, like on two occasions, that he won't approve three-minute bouts for uh, women boxing. So Serrano knows all of this. So the fact that she brought that up during the press conference last minute, that to me is like a gimmick to kind of downplay Katie Tiller, you know. Um, and you already knew, even if Katie agreed, it's not going to happen because you already know the WBC is not going to have it. So I think this is just a gimmick, you know. And uh, I'm not mad per se at Amanda for doing it, you know, because I mean? she sparked an emotion, just like how Trill was like, yo, say it ain't so. I was thinking the same thing. But then when I looked it up, I'm like, why are you bringing it up right now when you know if you wanted that, that should have been negotiated upon? When you guys were agreeing to this fight, so it's just all smoke and mirrors, man. But you know, um, and not to mention, I forgot to say this: they also already have Amanda Serrano on Twitter saying that she doesn't even uh, she doesn't even want three minute rounds. She's completely fine with two minute rounds, you know. And then her justification was, "Well, this is different because it's higher stakes." I don't know, man. Like, why wait to the last
1: hour to try to get this out? No, no, she said, she said it. She said it. She said she said why she waited to the last minute. She said she's sitting there thinking that this is gonna be monumental. She didn't know that you know what I'm saying, that all the tickets was gonna sell all fast like this. Yeah, but think didn't know about, that again. but think about huh? this:
2: wouldn't you have already have spoken to Katie Taylor and Eddie Hearn prior to this press conference to set that up? Oh no, nah.
1: that's what she said. You it was spur I mean? of the moment, like she said it was spirit of the moment. But like I was asking oh, for yeah. I said that this price should have been, I've been calling for this fight to be three minutes yeah well, we all agree we all want it to be three minutes yeah. we want it to be 12 rounds so but here's the thing that i'm standing on even though that i don't know the back door things when that young lady said to her we should make this three minute 12 minute round the fighter in k i expected the fighter in katie to be like yeah it's whatever yeah. you know what i'm saying and uh, agree to it that's what i was expecting i don't know if if the two combat all i know is that if the two combatants agree on it then they can do it. That's what I, I never knew that they had to go nah, through All, all of have yeah, to I just knew that the two companions, if they agree on it, then and, and their teams want it, then they can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with Katie, her explanation wasn't like, oh, you know, this is already, you know. <laughs> nah, I was back to, even if that was the case, to be like, hey, it was whatever.
2: Yeah, you see, how I'm looking at it is, on both ends, I can't be mad at either because I can't go, I
1: can't say that she's being shady, you know what I mean? Or that she was trying
2: to I think it is shady low key because it's like you wouldn't wait for the press conference to just throw that on my like on my lap like yo let's make it three man rounds now. I'm like yo hold on, hold on what, what you know what I mean so you don't even know like I'm pretty sure if Katie if this was on social media I mean, Katie have could have be- more time to process her response. Yeah
1: but it was a I mean it happens like that when you uh, at a press conference people be like they be fighting and be like you know what put 10 grand on it. That I'll knock you out. You know what I'm saying? It happens. It happens just like that. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? Somebody be like, you know what, during the press, you know, let's do this. And then they'll put it in the contract like, all right, cool. If he wins, he gets the 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Seen that happen with Fernando Vargas before. So maybe that's what she was doing. I just, I just expect a different type of energy. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, and you're not wrong either, G. I'm just saying, like, you know, because I actually
2: agree with you. I want it. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, you know, to catch Katie off guard like that, I don't think that was fair. You know, Um, and I can't blame her response because what is she supposed to say? Like, yeah, make it happen. She didn't talk to Eddie. She didn't talk to, you know, the, the governing body. She didn't do none of that. She's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then now we get our hopes up and it's still going to be two-minute rounds for, uh, 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 for, for 10 rounds. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So that doesn't make sense. So I kind of felt like Amanda's doing it the wrong way. It's kind of like maybe it's just a Jake Paul strategy. You know, like, yeah, I don't know, man. It just just seemed funny style. And I don't think it was cool, especially after I found out, like, you know, what is required to actually make it a three minute round fight. I I feel like she was just trying to be funny. That was like a promotional tactic. All
3: right,
0: Ned, the TVE.
3: All right. um, So, (laughs) like, I promised Clarissa I wouldn't look at another female boxer in my life. So, but. Katie did turn it down to 12 minute rounds 12 rounds in three minutes is because she won to pardon um Amanda she doesn't want to brutalize it she doesn't want to beat her up she doesn't want to like you know she's she wants to save her life It's like you think I you think I think Katie Taylor is more than ready for 12 rounds because I think she trains the what she trains what regular male fighters do and I think she she's it's not nothing to her but for her for uh, Amanda to do that, it's like she's not calling her bluff. Like it's not, oh, let's do it, let's jump in the ring. It's more like, sweetheart, relax. I, I live this life. I am a champion for a reason. And if you want to see me, if you want to call the shots, you gotta beat me. So if you want to be be the shot caller, you got you got you got beat beat the shot caller. So, you know that is what it is. But I I never seen these two women before in my life, and I'm gonna stick to that. <laughs>
0: All right. So I want to say this. I want to I actually want to start with this point. We were actually at the fight where Katie Taylor beat Cindy Serrano, Amanda Serrano's sister. We were at that fight. We watched that fight. Um, You know, we were in the seats. It's part of the reason why we still went to the fight, because Billy Joe Saunders had pulled out of the fight or couldn't fight. Demetrius Andrade so we were like well Katie's on the card so we get to see Katie and we saw that fight um and in that fight I was rooting for Katie like much of what Trill said we we root for Katie we like Katie we're big on Katie but I was disappointed in what she said in the way that she went about this and I hear everything G said but I'm going to counter some of what G said one Amanda Serrano I mean one uh Katie Taylor is the a side as Ned just said, she's the shot caller. And you know that. So, in negotiations, you don't want to do something that's going to stop the deal. So, even if Amanda wanted three minute rounds, hypothetically, although we know she didn't want it during negotiations because she said it from her own mouth, but I'm just throwing it out there to say, to dismiss it as a bluff because it wasn't negotiated for during a negotiations, to me, isn't really uh, an accurate point because. Amanda Serrano wasn't in the position of power. Katie Taylor was. Katie Taylor was a shot caller. So if you're Amanda Serrano and you wanted three-minute rounds and you requested it and they didn't want it, you were going to have to acquiesce to what they want anyway because they are the shot callers. They are the A-side and you're not. So, oh, go ahead. I'm letting you cook. I just want to throw some salt in
1: there. Uh-huh. Even Katie was the one that was mentioning the three-minute rounds anyways, which made me think about. Three minute rounds, anyway. Was Katie throwing it out there in the first place?
0: But finish cooking, my brother. Yeah, and so you 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 don't have the leverage. Remember what we're talking about before people when negotiations, it's all about leverage. So who has the better options? Who can walk away from this deal and still have a great career fighting other people? That person's Katie Taylor. So if you're Amanda Serrano, you don't want to rock the boat like that, right? But also Trills pointed it out. If you think that the person who you're fighting is on the same page as you, are you sneak attacking them when you bring something up? And I look at the way that Amanda Serrano brought it up. It didn't seem like she was coming from a place of trying to blindside Katie, trying to disrespect Katie. It seemed like, yo, we in this together. We headlining, we making money. We doing this. Let's Let's do three minute rounds. Katie, let's what show you these think? guys what we can That's do? That's what it came off to me like. As I'm watching it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna challenge Katie on some OG stuff, and she's mm. going nuts. I think she thought Katie was gonna be like, Hell well, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's change the game. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 make this fight back bigger and resolve with a phone call. Now nah, right? it came so, up right then but, and but you but again, win. you just pointed out. All the things they got going against them, I'll give you an example. You said the WBC said they'll never sanction a three-minute bout. Mm-hmm. Maybe she feels like Eddie Hearn is going to say no if, if, if you give him the call. So you spring it out there in the moment. That's what you do. You already know what it is, bro. You know certain in certain avenues you can't do something until you're there. That's why you see protests like sprinters win the medals, throw their fists up when they're at the podium. They don't call you and say, yo, I'm going to make a protest if I win that race, because then they're going to pull you out the race. This is a protest for women saying, yo, we want equality in boxing. That's what it sounded like to me. It didn't sound like she was trying to she didn't bash Katie because Katie didn't want to do three minute rounds. She said when they asked her, she said, yo, it just seemed like we're headlining. We're making the most money. It just seemed like our fight was the one to, to, to change women's boxing. That's where I see. The position she's coming from, it didn't seem like she was trying to make Katie look bad. Katie made Katie look bad by her response. Katie should have said, Yo, I want equality in boxing too. But I just I wasn't prepared for that. Or I don't know if this is the fight. You understand? Or whatever. It's more like, or oh, she should have just joined in, and then knowing that the WBC and all exactly. the other. Was was if you already yeah. know all that, why not call what you think is a bluff? Although I don't think it was a bluff. I think it was more like inspiration. I think Amanda Serrano hey. was inspired by the moment. She's like, yo, we're about to make the most money. We're headlining. Look at the ticket sales. We can change women's boxing. Then and then she was like, matter of fact, on top of that, let's do three-minute, 12-minute Exactly. Program. And and what she said was, wasn't like she was some G who was going to get the advantage. When they asked Amanda, she said, I don't know if it would benefit me or not. I just know that I'm willing to do it. That's what she said. So it was <laughs>
2: uh, I hear you, I really do. But my only thing is if Amanda really wanted to like change the game, she should have hit up Katie Taylor directly first. Like yo, Katie, yo. Let's get this popping. We can make the three-minute round fight this and the third. I'm gonna bring it up at the press conference. Blah blah blah. blah. So that way, Katie could be prepared to actually co-sign mm-hmm. what's going on. You literally hit her off guard. Like what I'm
1: saying is, that's what I'm like, that's what I'm like,
2: oh come on. I yeah, get what you're saying, G.
1: If it was that type of how she can't, but it wasn't. Like if she she said she was like it was in a moment. Like you ever have something that you, you ever been somewhere and you just had to say in the moment, it was in the moment. Like you done seen the sport before it happened in the moment. They wasn't talking about, Oh, are we going to put uh, a 10 grand up or whoever lose? We don't see this in plenty of boxing. When you're there in the moment and you start talking with a guy, you like, you know, what? I'm gonna knock you out. I'm gonna put 10 grand on it. Well, let's put 10 grand on it. They didn't have that before. It just happens in the still of the moment. I feel like every, she didn't, uh, this, this fight is became bigger than them. And she didn't expect it. Like, even when she was saying it, she was like, I, she didn't expect this to be so big. They sold out, the tickets sold out before, you know what I'm saying? The pre-sales, crazy. They ain't never seen that. She's making more money than she has ever seen in before in her life. She had to defend her championship belt for four racks. <laughs> she had 4000 to defend. That's how much she made. Now she's into making M's. The highest paid ever in, 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 in boxing, women's boxing. She was inspired. It happened. She's only human. She was inspired. She's, and she said it. Yo, this is what's going on. You see the wheels turning. Even right afterwards, she was like, I don't know what I was saying. I was just feeling the moment. I was in the moment. And I was like, hey, let's do it. But I really was shocked at, at Katie Taylor's response. You know what I'm saying? Even though she might have oh, she might be privy to all the information that you were saying, G,
0: I still would have called her bluff. Yeah. You know and, and just and just to get into it, like the build up to her saying what she said, you can see her getting emotional about yeah. it, about all the things that they were accomplishing. And in, in in women's athletics, there have always been groundbreaking moments for the advancement of women athletics. I mean, you look at like all oh, Billy Joe King beating dude, I think his name's Riggs or something like that. The old old dude, I mean, he's old dude, but he still was a dude and no one thought a woman could beat a dude. And she went out there and she beat him, right? And so that brought the uh things forward. You know, Billy Joe King and um Venus Williams fighting for equal pay for women in tennis, and eventually they got it. Although some would argue that they make more money than the men now because they don't have to win three sets, but that's a different argument for a different day. The point I'm making is there are always these landmark moments um, in women's athletics that, you know, for, for example, like Title Nine. It's a reason why Northeastern doesn't have Northeastern University doesn't have a football team. Yeah. They had to get rid of their football team so that they can fund uh, women's athletics. But what, what I'm saying to you is um, it was just a moment in which I think for women's empowerment and for the sake of women's boxing, Amanda Serrano felt like their fight was the fight to change the game. And so she spoke up on it. Now, again, no one can tell Katie how to respond. And it's not the fact that Katie declined three minute rounds for me. It's the it's how she did it. Exactly. We already got the ticket sales. We already got this. I don't see how it's going to improve anything. Yeah. For your fight. Your fights already selling your. What about the lasting impact on women's boxing that you two fight in. 12 three minute, and, th- and there's no better women to do it, in my opinion, even including the woman on uh Ned's screen. There's no better women to fight 12 three minute rounds than those two. In these
3: two, because it Say is her 12, name, Kaden.
0: Say her name because <laughs> somebody else's woman, uh, because uh, those two <laughs> uh have great boxing skills, high boxing IQ, and I actually think it's going to be a high quality match. So for me, about I do think that fight's going to go by super fast and everyone's going to feel like, yo, I feel like the fight just got started. I think we're going to hear a lot of robbery talk because I think they're both so good that you're going to you're going to be close rounds. They're going to be swing rounds. There's going to be all this. And then people are going to be saying, oh, well, Katie got robbed. Dog. Me and the Serrano got robbed. I want to see it again. It's just, it's just not enough time to pick a definitive winner. Imagine all the fights we've seen. If it ends in the, in the men's fight, if the round ends at two minutes, we're going to be like, yo, who won that round? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it it, it doesn't it's just not enough. And it's and for, undisputed. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and we already know who's who's the A side and who's the darling. So what I'm saying to you is for me, I'm not judging Katie Taylor by her saying no to it because it was sprung up yeah. on her last minute. I'm aware of that she she wasn't told about it. I'm aware of that. I understand what you're saying in terms of uh, parties having to agree, but let's put it to you like this. Even at the press conference, if they agreed, right? If if Katie says yes, then there's pressure on Eddie Hearn to agree. Or there's pressure on Eddie Hearn. Even Eddie could have, she could have agreed and then behind closed doors be like, yo, Eddie, I just did that because I'm not trying to look like, I ain't, I, I'm just calling out the cap. Like, yo, keep things the way they are. Eddie could have came out like, hey. I'm the one who's not agreeing because I don't feel like whatever you know what I'm saying. Or Eddie could have came out saying all the things maybe you the just next said. One. G, maybe the next. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie could have came out saying all the things you just said. G, we already signed the contract. The paperwork's already in. The fight's already sanctioned. You know what I mean? It's just maybe like G, maybe the next one. You could already do that, but it's not impossible. And F the WBC, they're a joke. Okay, so if. All the other belts sanction three minute rounds. You think the WBC is gonna sit around and be like, Well, we're pulling our belt support for this fight because we're not sanctioned. That clown, that clown changes more. Mauricio Suleiman. We, you know, yeah, we, we be
1: changing.
0: Yeah, we be changing. Right? As soon as I have it, we be changing. We will now <laughs> sanction this fight. I'll tell you this much. And think about this, though. And and Katie should probably reconsider. And if uh, and and call Amanda's bluff, if I'm Katie, I call her bluff like this. I would actually get everyone to agree to three minute rounds. I get Eddie. I get everyone. I even get the WBC on board. And then the next press conference slap it on her in her face like, hey, it's all set to go. I spoke with the Mm -hmm. IBF. I spoke with the WBO. I spoke with the WBA. And I even convinced the WBC to give us 12 three minute rounds. We already drafted up the contracts. Your your promoters here, uh Jake Paul, everyone's here. Sign it before this press conference is over. You got your wish. Three minute rounds. And let's see her sign it. That's how you call bluffs. Like that's that's what I would that's what I would have done. And then let's see, like if she if she really wants the three minute rounds. But the way Katie went about it, it seemed like she wanted no parts of three minute rounds ever. Ever, ever. Ever ever ever, and I didn't like that. That's that's how. That's what I'm saying. And I, I thought the three minute rounds would benefit Katie because the way she sure. it would have made that fight bigger. The three minute rounds would have took that fight to orbit. That would have sold out. It would have been historic. Literally, that's what.
2: That's, that's what a what man I is mind is at. Like I agree with y'all, gentlemen. I'm That's just good. saying, I I, just
0: mean, I see. I like, yo, I got respect yeah, I for CJ, salute, Irish Boxing Bro. You already know you, my homie. Yellow, yellow Claws makes some of the funniest memes. Man. I always go check and check Yellow Claws. But I'm not with y'all on this because, not because I think oh, Katie's like, I get it, it. The way it happened, it's Katie's response to it doesn't make me feel like she's ever going to accept three minute fights. That's my issue with her response. Whereas I feel like Amanda Serrano will accept it now. So that's the difference. And if you think Amanda Serrano is cap, get it, get it popping. That's, that's how, that's how, that's how I would do it. But Katie's response to it just made me feel like she's content with two minute rounds for the rest of her career. And she never, and she never won three. So whether it's cap or not, here I am disappointed Because I'm thinking these women really want the three. I'm thinking these women are feeling like, yo, we want equality. And then I see it happen where someone finally puts it in front of me, issues the challenge in front of me, and I see the backpedaling. And it's not about the fact that whether Amanda Serrano was capped, whether she really wanted it, whether she negotiated for it before. It's about the fact that it doesn't seem like Katie ever wants three-minute rounds and I'm wasting my time sitting here saying let these women fight three give them this give them that I'm just sitting here like they just want the two so that's so that's what it's about for me and, yeah, that's, and that's what this and
1: that's about. hard on other girls that really pull for it like shout out to uh, Michaela Mayer cuz she really champs for 3 minute rounds and stuff like that but when y'all get the opportunity y'all really got to I got to grab it
0: her and Alicia bumgartner maybe. Yes. You know, or um, mm-hmm. Clarissa Shields and um, you know Savannah Marshall. Mm-hmm. Although, if I'm Clarissa, I would, I would highly not. I, if, you better do a Katie Clarissa. <laughs> so you just got to outbox her for two minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's that that's this is this is what this is what it is right now. And I think this is the issue. I I feel mm-hmm. like some people are missing some. You know, it's not about whether she was cap or wasn't cap. I don't know if she was cap to me, it didn't come off like she was capped. It came off like she was inspired. It came off like she wants to make the biggest fight in women's history, which it already is. But she said, how can we make this fight even bigger? Make it a landmark fight. Make it a ground-making fight. Make it a historic fight. Make it a fight that's going to be talked about in women's boxing for years to come. For, you know, that one that set precedent. It could be that. It's not that right now. And it's not that right now because whether a bluff or not, Katie Taylor said no. If Katie Taylor says yes, it at least put pressures on the masses. It at least put pressure on Eddie Hearn. It at least puts pressure on um, the WBC. If they're both locking steps saying we want three, get us three. You work for me. Get me three, Eddie. You work for me, Jake. Get me three. WBC, you don't want to sanction this? Then F your belt. Drop your belt. We still fighting three. That changes the ball game if they're both on the same page. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Jeron Boots Ennis response to Sean Porter saying he's overrated. So I'm going to show you some things. The first thing I'm going to show you is uh, Sean Porter, what he said about Jeron Boots Ennis. Um, and this was before he made the comments about Jeron Boots Ennis being overrated. Here's uh, what Sean Porter had to say. About Jerome Boots Ennis.
5: You know what? I'm a staying last night. Last night I saw. Uh, what did I say? I some he had people there. I said, "It's a Sean." What you think? I said, "He's too much. He he he's he's just too much." When you got somebody who is just so intuitive in the ring, so intelligent in the ring. And then got the speed and the quickness, the agility, the power. Clearly, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 everything to back it up. It's like he's too much, and he was too much for Delorme last night, man. Amazing, man, amazing. I, I and I do. I think that there's a there's a piece of me that was a little hyped up on him getting in the ring. You know what I mean? So as soon as the first knockdown happened, it was like. Jerron doing Jerron, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then when the fight ended, I think he earned that. You know what I mean? Uh Delorma's not washed up. The Lormaine's yeah, not look fresh. Mm-hmm. not over the hill. Mm-hmm. I think if he if Delorme had the opportunity, he would have fought and made it a fight. But Jerron is too much. Is that, is that who you really uh, showed up to see too? Was to see boots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really showed up to see boots. Uh, no, I'm going to keep it real. In actuality, I, I showed it to promote
0: the fight. <laughs> Why would you beat All right, so that's what Sean Porter had to say after Jerome Boots beat uh Delorme. But recently, here's what Sean Porter had to say about Jerome Boots and it's on his uh, The Porter Way um, podcast. And you can subscribe to The Porter Way. The Porter Way is on YouTube. So subscribe to the PortAway if you haven't done so already. Uh, here's what Sean Porter had to say. And this is why I say so Everybody is
5: so hyped up on him, but he hasn't been in the ring with any world champions. And oh, Boots is smashed. Oh, boots is smashed. Damn, like let the fight happen. It's say like Boots smashed him. Or oh, man, that was a great fight. Boots did well.
0: Boots All right, great. so that's what, what so uh, Sean Porter had to say about Jerome Boots Ennis calling him overrated. So Jerome Boots Ennis heard that and he issued a challenge to Sean Porter. So this was Jerome Boots Ennis' reaction to what Sean Porter had to say about him. Uh, Jerome Boots Ennis uh, tweeted, I heard you at Showtime Sean P said I was overrated. You was just saying I'm ready and too much for these guys, LOL. And you said you won't fight me. But keep that same energy, though. I'm I'm so overrated. Come out of retirement and fight me. Now people retire and I'm overrated. So that's what Jerome Boots Ennis had to say. I'm going to turn it over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. What's your reaction to Sean Porter saying he's too much, then calling him overrated, and uh, Jerome Boots Ennis challenging him to come out of retirement and fight him?
1: Yeah, shit, I'm not, I'm not mad at boots, you know? Uh, this is what I always say, right? Like, when you put a certain type of energy on, out, you got to be willing to whatever comes back to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've done stated this plenty of times. I, I stand on everything I say, and I know, like, I can say whatever I say about somebody, I can say it to them in their face. Because I stand on what I say. Sean, you you call this man overrated? You did show him love
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you had a fight. <laughs> when you wasn't retired, you were showing him love. Then you retired. Now you call him overrated. And hey, Ennis, he said what he said. If you're gonna speak on this man in a certain way, then lace him up. If not, you know, I. We respect your opinion you know but nobody thinks that i don't think boots is overrated i think is everything is falling in line you know what i'm saying nobody's calling him the the goat nobody's calling Mm -hmm. him you know what i'm saying everybody because they're too busy calling uh nico walsh that (laughs) you know what i'm saying they're not calling. they're saying he's the next one in line he's the next one he's in, he's 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 showing improving. He's next up. That's basically what he's saying. That's what I see. Sean has this uh this weird thing that he does. Yeah, you know, I just want y'all to just to just to peep it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he likes you, like, and you and you and you buddy buddy with him, and say like, he'll try to make it seem like y'all the best of friends and give you that love. If you don't rock with him a certain way, and you ain't with his, he's gonna try to dismiss. Anything you do, like like you was watching the buildup of Thurman and uh 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 what's the your young Barrios. Barrios. yeah Barrios right, and he was talking about his fight with Thurman and everything compared to his fight with Danny and I'm like Danny's fight was a, a split decision, Thurman's was uh, uh, unanimous and how he was throwing shade on Danny, how he acts towards other people. Sean, you gotta check your energy because these people are gonna come and check you. That's basically all I'm saying is. Um Yeah, Ennis has every right. If you're going to keep his name in his mouth, you're going to say, then get in there with him. Show the world that he's overrated. You're a former champion. That's what you said. He hasn't been in there with no no champions, no former champions. You're a former champion. If you're going to talk down on this man, then go in there and and show the world that he's overrated. If not, stay retired and keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? And give objective commentary because you could. It seems like Sean, sometimes Sean be coming from a place of, I don't know, and I think Kenny did it to him. But uh, <laughs> that's, it, that's, it, that's another that's another subject. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, Sean, chill, Sean, chill, man, for real. Let Ennis do his thing. You know, Ennis is respectful too. Anytime you speak about him, like he don't, he got his he got his own visions. He knows that these guys is older and stuff like that. And for you to come at the kid, Ennis, and I was hard on Boots. My brother kid would tell you I wasn't trying to crown him yet until I got to learn and know more about his father and his team and, and how he's been doing his brothers. You know, what I'm saying like, he's been groomed for this. There's nobody beating and He could talk a lot of crap. The stuff that I know. This boy has been. I'm glad he'll stop Porter. He'll stop Porter five. Stop Porter in five.
0: That's how I feel. All right, Casper G. I mean, Jesus, Jesus. What? All right, so
2: I kind of low key disagree with Trill on one thing. Sean Porter is officially now a commentator, so I think he's 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 warranted a pass to <laughs> critique fighters, bro. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Nah, it's not It's like. That's his job now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Stop the cap, man. Nah, nah, I'll just be a, yo, I think he's done. <laughs> I think he's retired. He should stay retired. <laughs> I understand what Boots is saying because that's, that's obviously the logical answer. Yo, get back in the ring and let's let's face, you know, let's just do this. But it's like, man, Porter, I don't think it's hard to in boxing like that, man. Like, he's done done. You know what I mean? And even when quarters are like critiquing people, it's not like, Disrespect, disrespect.
1: It's just that was, that's energy. Yo, his energy was his yo, energy bro. Come energy. on, his, come his, on his now. His energy never like that. His energy is never like that. Pause but out.
2: I think, I think the reason why is because so many people, you know, and I watch this podcast, right? So like, so many people, are like, including his his colleagues, constantly asking him about boots. People constantly praising boots, and he's probably like. Yo, man, he didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't earn that praise as of yet, right? Now he could have delivered it better, but I think it's just pretty much what he's saying is, yo, fight a top dog, and then we can give you that praise. And we know Boots hasn't done that yet, you know. So I, I think maybe it's the his 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 former self, his former boxing pride. It's just like, yo, why he getting this praise? Yeah, exactly. So it could come off as hate, but it could also just come off as, yo, it's just not your time yet, you know. Like, and so, and I know I'm sound like I'm a, a Porter apologist. I'm really not trying to be, but I just think he's past that boxing stuff. Now he's a boxing commentator. Let him commentate. You know what I mean? That's his job now. So if he does critique a fighter, I don't think the fighter's response will be like, yo, let's get in the ring and swing. You know what I mean? It's just like.
0: Come on, man. All right, go ahead, Kaden. I could be wrong because actually I saw Sean Porter commentating for the Zone fight. So I'm asking you, is he still with PBC and commentate, and commentating doing commentary for PBC fights?
2: Um, I think he's still with PBC because when we just watched uh, the, the
0: fight last week, he was a commentator. Because yeah. I saw him doing commentary for the uh, Zone as well.
1: Freelance. So Freeland.
0: if <laughs> – If – you're working with PBC and your job is to be a commentator. Isn't your job to hype up PBC fighters? How can't how come he him as a commentator
2: can't just be a completely objective? You know what I'm saying? And just call it like you see it, you know? Regardless who you represent, regardless what banner you got, hey, just give your authentic opinion. I think that's a good thing. The problem with I got you, Trill, but the problem with a lot of commentators, they only they only rock like, the, they only rock the corporate uh, banner. Like, yo, if you're part of our team, we're going to praise you. If you're over there, we're not even going to acknowledge you or we're going to talk down to you. Let's just have commentators that just say, hey, I just want to be authentic to the sport. This is just my honest opinion. You know, like it, love it. You know, just it, it just is what it is. I'm not hating on him because he is or isn't PVC. You know, like, and Sean Porter's still PBC. So, I, I don't, I don't see that being an issue at all. But go ahead, True.
1: Nah, I just see, I just was watching Sean's energy.
2: It changed. Nah, I ain't gonna no front. That was crazy. That that clip was kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it but changed. It, but when he it talks, about, about the it, first, I think it is. Like, in in and that is hate. When you said that isn't hate, that is hate. Like you look at a person and you're like, why is he getting all this love that I didn't get? And people keep asking me about this person, and he didn't do this, and making you feel a certain way. Then that is hate that you're putting out. That's what we call hate, and that's what, right. You're right. You're right, and that's what Sean was doing. Yeah, it Sean, could have been a sprinkle of jealousy. You know yeah, that's it, thank you, James. Thank you for giving me that. That was a that was that was a sprinkle. He def, and he threw it. <laughs> and he and he threw it. You know what I'm saying? The interview, <laughs> he, he didn't do right, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he did yeah. it. He didn't do it smooth like my man. You know, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm just trying to defend. I'm just trying to defend. Yeah. Nah, I feel, you I, feel I, you. I actually like the guy. I don't like his outfits. I do like his commentary, man. He he actually a funny guy. Just like you know me, I'm different. I like Timothy Bradley also. So you know, take that with, with a grain of salt. But you know, I just like different perspectives. And it's, and it's just good
1: to see, like, although... It I don't like his perspective, perspective changed so quickly. Yeah. You know, and, and how he was giving him love. It was still some underlying hate. They were just cheering before he even did anything. No, but, but I think
2: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Ron> acknowledges that...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see
2: what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah but, but I think we're looking at it from the different stages. I think he's saying,
1: yo, this and dude, I would've even, and if they would have let um the uh uh the family continue, he would have did better, but you know how they just stopped the fight. Like they prematurely stopped the fight. So you gotta listen to what Sean is saying. Hey, and then he just lets, let's it, it out man. on the other one. He you just completely that. lets the hate out. You got that. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: I'm just saying, my man's is is just he just has an opinion. And Every commentator has an opinion. I think we're just holding more weight to his opinion because he's a fighter and he just recently retired. But nonetheless, he retired. So it's just like if Lennox Lewis said that, I would have just looked at it as, man, this ain't Lennox the boxer. This is Lennox the commentator saying this. You know, and there's been times we've heard Lennox say stuff where it kind of sounded like he was hating on AJ. But it's like, yo, is it really hate or is it just his opinion, his perspective? It could be both. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, it's like, yo, I respect you as a commentator. I, I kind of feel like Sean's not given that privilege of being just a commentator as of yet because he just recently retired. But I think maybe in like five years, if Sean keeps talking the way he's talking, which like, ah, is that's just Sean Porter. We're not gonna be, like, yo, Sean get in the ring then, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I provide Sean Porter some grace. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'm no, and I and I would rock with you if the energy was different. We don't see Sean talk about other fighters. It didn't have this type of energy, especially with guys he's about to get in the ring with and fight. He didn't have this type of energy. You know what I'm saying? He had this type of energy with with, with TC. You know what I'm saying? He was in, in. you know what I'm saying? He, was, he felt a certain way. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> He was animated in everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was different. This was different. You know? He had the bed diddle.
2: <laughs> oh, I told y'all, man. New year, new G, man. It's all about love. You feel me? Love. No, I, feel oh, me. I
1: feel
3: you. All right, TV. Nah, I-, I was gonna defend Sean, but nah, Sean said what he said, and you can't like somebody one breath and then hate on them the next. That that's that's absurd to me. And for honestly, Geron's right, yo, Sean. You only been retired like two and a half, three months. Like, get, you. You ain't that. You you're no. You're nowhere near. Um, out of boxing shape. So, like, set something up. I would like to see. If you want to see, that. you feel he's not, he hasn't fought any guys, go test this man. See what he's made of, you know? And then, you know, I would love to see this fight. I wouldn't be mad at it if Sean Porter came out of his quick retirement to fight Boots because he was talking trash. And, you know, Sean test the man. Let, let, put him on put him on notice. Sean ain't no gatekeeper, but put him on notice, Sean. Like, let people know who he is, though. Like, this would be a fight that would be a very entertaining fight. And you know, but Sean, you gotta be weary. I know you're commentator, but you can't just say stuff like say one thing. You can't be just spewing garbage, yo. You know, you gotta be consistent. If you're gonna, I know. I know. Give him fight fight fight, praise. Yeah. If you're gonna give a fighter praise, give him praise. If you're gonna hate a fighter, hate a fighter. But don't hate, love a fighter one minute and then hate on them next. Like it's crazy to call him overrated. That's just that's just insane. Like I know what you're, I get. You feel he's not tested, but to call him overrated. That's just that's just uh, extreme. Yeah. Man, so (laughs) out of the gate, I just want to
0: say this. All the points G made are all the reasons why I think that I side with Jerome Boots Ennis. First point G made is he doesn't even recognize it, but I'm about to point out to him. He says Sean Porter still entertaining fights. He said he's retired, but then on the screen, he's still entertaining fights. I heard you say that, G. So if he's still entertaining fights, then why not entertain Jerome Boots Ennis? That's one. So two, the other thing is, yes, Lennox Lewis is retired. And when he talks about Anthony Joshua, you can say it's not hating, right? But let's talk about Lennox Lewis in comparison to Showtime Sean Porter. Lennox Lewis is arguably the best heavyweight of his generation. Lennox Lewis is the last undisputed heavyweight champion of the world back in 2004 lennox lewis is not known as the guy who could never really win the big one you understand i'm saying because he's won the big one and lennox lewis is a first ballot slam dunk hall of famer so when he says something about aj it's less likely to be sour grapes because this man has done it all and he's done well Whereas Sean Porter has lost to Keith, well, he's lost to Kelbrook Brook, Keith Thurman, um, he was a, uh, a Crawford. Those are three L's. But I'll give you some more L's. He lost to Danny Garcia. And he lost to Ugas. So for me, right when I when I look at Sean Porter, you're talking about a completely different career in comparison to Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis has been retired since. 2005, I think. lizzo has been retired for a very long time. Sean Porter hasn't been retired long enough to say he, whether he's actually done or not. Sean Porter hasn't been retired longer than it would take him to plan his next fight had he not announced his retirement. So his next fight could be Jerome Boots Ennis, and I don't want to hear he retired because nobody would consider what he did a retirement. They would just consider it a break right yeah and and so what he said about jerome boots ennis is what triggered ennis now the other thing that i would say the point you made to support jerome boots ennis g is you said if a regular person said this right nobody would be saying anything but it's because it's sean porter and he's a fighter and he's a commentator right well that should mean that he's somewhat more experienced in the sense that he knows what it's like to be in the ring and he knows what it's like to sit down as a commentator right so what does it say that this man who knows what it's like to be in the ring former champion watched jerron boots in his fight delorme and sounded like a fan he's too much he's too he can do everything he's intuitive he's intelligent he can do everything. This is what the commentator slash fighter said. So imagine what the novice is going to think, what the casual is going to think. If a man who's actually been to the mountaintop is saying these words about a fighter, yeah, the casual person is going to be like, he's amazing. I love him. He did enough to all you, the person who knows about boxing. But then you go from being that guy. To be in this guy. He's overrated. Everyone's talking about this. He can watch that. He ain't proved nothing in boxing. What did he prove to you when he beat the Law May? You said the Lord May wasn't over the hill. That was you who said that. So what changed? I'm going to tell you what changed. I'm going to tell you what changed. Because people actually believe that Jerome Booth Innis has the ability to accomplish more than Sean Porter did in the sport. When people say that, jerome boots and wash wash terrence crawford you're saying that he can wash somebody who beat sean porter when you say that he can wash earl spence jr you're saying he can wash somebody who beat sean porter they go another loss six losses that i saw sean porter i just i forgot about earl a, hey listen there's, there's so many you can forget uh, but so people already believe that jerome boots ennis is good enough Beat two fighters that beat him, so what's the only thing he can say? He ain't fight nobody yet. How can you give him more props than you ever gave me? And he ain't even fight nobody yet. That's what it sounds like to me because, because I i seen you fight Sean and I like Sean, but Sean Porter's running back style. So, someone brought this up, right
2: and you got a good point. I'm just saying, I was trying to stay
0: positive to me. They said, oh, you picked Sean Porter to BTC, TC. Because I don't care about TC and I don't care about Sean Porter. I was rooting for Sean Porter. Y'all know my swag. I picked the person I'm going to root for. Otherwise, it's not fun to me. I don't want to be the person like, yeah, I'm going to pick him. No, because I really want to be all in. I don't want to be right. I want to be all in. But I, I already told you Sean had all these L's. Nobody's looking at Sean Porter like, yo, this dude's the best fighter in the walkway. No one ever looked at Sean Porter like that. People are looking at Jerome Boots and it's like he got next. And matter of fact, he'd have now if they fight him now. And that's that's rubbing Sean the wrong way. And then it just exploded. Because <laughs> you can hear his mans when he said he's overrated. You can hear his men say, What? Sean's right <laughs> so like, ain't never gave me that love. Who the one that went in there and beat Danny Garcia? You got lucky. Who the one that beat in there and beat, beat Ugas? You got a gift. <laughs> who the one who was beating T.C. until I got knocked out? Me. <laughs> I did that. No, nah, but for real, all jokes aside, I just think, like, you can't use the excuse that if he was just strictly a commentator, then people wouldn't be calling him out. Because the way he came off, it's like, you aren't just a commentator, and people can do something about it. And Jerome Boots, and it's just saying, hey, if you want another check, holler at your boy. And I agree with him. I agree with that too. Yeah, you better, send, you better send Boots an apology, Sean. The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing, bros, is Ryan Garcia leaves Eddie Reynoso, and he teams up with yeah. Joe Goosen. Well, we're going to discuss that in greater detail. Let's take a listen. Because Ryan Garcia explained why he left Eddie Reynoso on social media. And let's listen to what Ryan Garcia had to say.
5: Uh, You know, guys, in regards to uh, switching trainers, it had nothing to do with bad blood or ego or uh, any hard feelings. It's just, uh, I would say, uh, time That's basically it. Knowing that you got to get to work and, you know, Eddie is very busy and I respect it. he has to do what he has to do. So, you know, just move forward and keep grinding and, you know, we're going to be going on to, you know, we're going to continue on to the path we're at. Going to go for a world title, all the battles one day and move up. That's it. That's all we can do. We keep inspiring people and uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm definitely going to do my best. My hand is back. I'm doing it full blast. Everything is
4: great.
0: All right. So time is the reason why uh, Ryan Garcia said that he split with Eddie Renoso because, you know, he's busy. And he said Eddie's doing his thing. No bad blood. He replaced Eddie uh, Eddie Renoso with Joe Goosen. So, Trill Dollar Bill, what's your reaction to why he left? And how do you feel about Joe Goosen being the replacement? Um, Why he left? Why he left? He said
1: he left because of time. We're going to get back to that. Let's talk about <laughs> Joe Goosen. Joe Goosen is my man. I like Joe Goosen. And I like his shirts. <laughs> um, Joe Goosen gave me a couple of ideas on some war jobs. You know what I'm saying? Joe Goosen, my man. Those should be teacher Sean you know he should be, he, Joe should be Joe smooth too you know what i'm saying Joe Goose come from a good family too um like Joe i don't have nothing bad to say about Joe one of my most memorable fights ever was evolving Joe you know what i'm saying it makes my eyes water to this day you know when i talk about this great fight between uh Diego Corrales and Castillo uh when uh, cuz uh Corrales was dropped twice from a left hook from uh, uh, Castillo and um, had his mouthpiece out. When he went into the corner and Joe Goose and put that mouthpiece in him, he said, you got to get inside on him now. It was the most memorable uh, round ever. It was the 10th round in that fight. And Diego came out after being dropped two times and stopped Castillo. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, uh, Joe Goosen was part of that. So shout out to Joe Goosen. He can really bring the dog out of you. And um, and if you're dedicated to the sport, Joe Goosen is the right person to have because he's not going to tell you no bull crap. He's going to tell you what to do. Uh, and that's what Ryan needs to do. Now, as far as Ryan with the time goes, <clears throat> yeah, I can see it. Because, you know, they don't have time to be bull crapping around over there. <laughs> I'm being real. Eddie Renoso don't have time to be bullcrapping around. He doesn't. He has Canelo, and he had to get Canelo ready for this fight. April 30th, Oscar Valdez has a big fight. You have a fight April 9th. You want certain types of time, but you've been wasting these guys' time. And when I say you've been wasting these guys' time, I would like to quote the great Sue Canelo Alvarez when he said uh, that Ryan was wasted talent. And uh, he said he doesn't seem as he's 100% dedicated to boxing. He said, look, Ryan has a lot of talent, but to me, in my eyes, he's wasting a lot of time and wasting his talent. That's from Canelo. So, yeah, it is time. It was time. Time that you was wasting, and these guys don't have the time to be wasting. You see what they're trying to do over there? They're trying to be great over there. And if you don't have that mindset, then you gotta go. All right, conspiracy.
2: Yeah. So, <clears> other <throat> words, this title was wrong. It's really Eddie Reynoso leaves Ryan Garcia. <laughs> 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 In my mind, I was like, I promise you. Eddie was like, this little keeps quitting, keeps stepping things. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's back. Now he want time with me. Get out of here, man. You on the bottom of the list. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and I remember when uh Canelo said that about Ryan. I think Ryan feels the energy in that gym. They're probably looking at him like, damn, bro, you, you had so much potential, bro, but you just blew it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you'd rather be on social media than be in the ring, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, he's probably feeling all of that energy from these guys. He's like, damn, he don't feel camaraderie anymore. Like, Eddie's probably, like, not giving him as much, like, mitt work and, one-on-one training with him. And he's probably like, I'll give you five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And he's probably like feeling that. And he's just like
1: No pitches with Canelo. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> right. So he's probably feeling like, All right, I I get it. It's my time to leave. You know, so it is what it is for Ryan. But um hopefully Goozin um, you know, he could um get Ryan back, man. I hey, I'm still impressed by what he did with um Chris Ariola. So I think he could spark something in in Ryan. And it's not like Ryan's not, you know, a good boxer. He's he's great, especially at one thirty five. So it's more about his his mindset, his mentality. So if 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 Goose and can like just tap into the psychology of a boxer and get Ryan back on track to really take his career serious, it might be a good marriage, you know. But um, because I, I obviously I thought Eddie did great by this kid, but hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, man. So. And you know, and it's common too. Boxers rarely stay with their trainer from day one, anyway. So, you know, um, I say good luck, man, Ryan, and hopefully we get to see you back in the ring real soon. T B
1: E.
3: Yeah, I agree. The energy Ryan was giving off in that video was much more. They didn't want him more than he didn't want them. You know, it was more time. <laughs> the time was up for Ryan. Like, yo, know, they told Ryan, yo, know, either you take it serious or you get lost. He finally got lost, yo. So, you know, the camp over there—they're training some killers. They—they they, they focus. They—they they, they, like like Trill said. They know less Breeze, boxing, and I think Eddie's the same way. And he's not taking this, he wants—he wants his boxes to take him serious. And Ryan's been doing a lot. I, I see, I see Ryan collabing with YouTubers, seeing him on social media, doing all of this. And box is not his main focus right now. I don't know. Uh, he, I know he has a fight coming up in April, but. You know, it's like this is that he's not he's not on the same page as his, his 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 or his former former teammates. But you know, at this point, Ryan, I just wish you the best. I hopefully you find whatever you do with your career, it goes well. But you know, I hopefully you if if later down the road if they want you back, they'll call you, and hopefully Canelo reads your text messages.
1: I agree with you, Ned, hundred percent. Over there, there's no boxing. No life. Over there is no boxing, no life. Yeah. No boxing,
3: no life. Can't, you can't right.
1: play around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eddie Renoso said,
0: you got to go, yo. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Look, I think, like, there comes a point in time where um if you surround yourself with, like, wolves and you surround yourself with, like, people who are really about about things the one thing they're going to do is they're going to let you know when you're not about it Mm -hmm. and the other thing is they're going to let you know when you're dragging down the team so for example everyone in that camp is trying to accomplish something great you know i'll start with frank sanchez just be fa he just got another uh, win i didn't watch it because it was on
3: Carlos um, Carlos Negron he beat Carlos Negron, Carlos
0: Negron. Negron. I, I didn't watch it it was on that card that was on pay-per-view I wasn't going to pay for um <clears throat> but he's trying to accomplish stage. Frank Sanchez is just straight washing dudes like he's he's a dangerous fight for anyone really just because of his IQ and his boxing ability Canelo Alvarez you've already seen what he's done and Andy Ruiz is, is sitting there trying to get himself right because he wants to become two-time heavyweight champion of the world then you got Ryan Garcia you got to look at what he's done he he pulled out of a fight with Javier Fortuna right then correct me if I'm wrong but Ryan Garcia also announced his retirement at one point too right didn't he announce his retirement at one point so I feel like when you think of of Ryan Garcia it's just kind of like the energy is definitely different because what dudes used to see him as someone who was inspired in and aspired in, to do the same thing that they do, they kind of see him now as somebody who's taken away from them. So if you're Oscar Valdez and you got Shakur Stevenson coming to Unify on April 30th and you see you're not getting mid-work because he's Eddie Renoso's in the ring with uh, Ryan Garcia. It's easier to take when you know Ryan Garcia is also another prospect. Ryan Garcia is also someone aspiring to do what you do. But when you feel like he's just doing it for the gram, you're like, man, get that punk out the ring and give me my work. You know what I'm saying? So I can go beat Shakur. Like, and I just think the vibe was different. You know, if you're, even if you're Andy Ruiz, and you're like, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in there at this time. He's like, yeah, but I got Ryan. And, and he's like, come on, man. Are you serious? What is this a social media shoot? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm there to try to win the title. You feel me? Like, I'm trying to fight this year. So it just seems like they no longer, and I'm telling you, they no longer saw Ryan as a guy pursuing greatness. Yes. And he can feel that in the gym. It was like, Canelo already said he's he's wasted talent. So
3: no, like you said, no
0: pitches. No, you can't be in a rotation with me. I used to see you as like the next big My thing from bro. Mexico, but guess My what? Valdez, come over here, Valdez. You about to get the You about to get the call, Valdez? You feel me? Come work with me, so I can show you some stuff for your big fight. And I think that's like what started to sink in for him. It's like yo. They no longer see you as a part of the team. They see you as like a waste of space. And I think he started to feel that. So um, as much as he's saying there's no time. Oh, lastly, (laughs) the person who saw that the most was Eddie (laughs) Renoso. So Eddie's traded all of them. So Mm -hmm. when when Ryan used to make that call and say, yo, yeah, I want this time. Valdez, sorry, man, you can't get that blocked you can't get that block, right? You can't get that block of time because that's that's reserved for uh, Ryan Garcia. But lately, Frank Sanchez will call and be like, yo, yeah, I got Ryan for that time, but you can come in. I'll, <laughs> I'll take Ryan off. And Ryan's like, hold up. I can't get that time. No, nah, Frank is coming in. Frank over me? over." That's when Ryan said it was time to leave. Frank Sanchez, <laughs> Frank Sanchez started getting the times over him. <laughs> 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 so
1: that's what that's what Ryan taking the elephant over the
0: ant <laughs> what? what you crazy yeah. nah, But all jokes aside there are ways you can start to see that you're not welcome and I think he just started to see that the energy was off for of him there was really no excitement for him and it's on him because people people originally were they were very happy for you. He came off a huge victory over Campbell, Luke Campbell, and that was a while ago. He let all the excitement die down from there. He didn't let Cambosis and uh, you know, Haney and you know all these other guys elevate. And we're still talking about whether or not this dude's really going to come back in in, in his next fight. So I say all that to say, you know, hopefully Joe Goosen, Joe Goosen's a great trainer. Hopefully Joe Goosen can get him right. He, Joe Goosen has some success stories, but he also has some that didn't turn out as well. I don't know how much of that's on the trainer, how much of that's on the boxer, but you pointed it out, G, it's rare a fighter stays with their trainer throughout their entire career, and maybe it's just that time where he needs a different voice, and it, maybe it's just time for him to move on. So I wish Ryan Garcia nothing but the best, but Eddie Renoso ain't crying, so it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> The next topic we're going to discuss on boxing bros is Jamal Charlo gets arrested. All right, so this is not in connection with the other incident where he was charged with robbery because that incident was dropped. And uh here's an article where it shows from boxing scene basically says Jamal Charlo cleared of robbery charges, case dismissed. And that was, of course, regarding the incident where he went out to eat and there was a issue about his card and and whatnot. So that was dropped. And basically what it says in the article is that the evidence supported Jamal Charlo's uh, account, which basically said that he didn't do anything and he didn't do what he was accused of. So the charges were dropped. That was a moment to celebrate, right? Well, don't celebrate too soon because shortly after that was announced, Jamal Charlo was arrested again and so uh here you can see from espn ringside it says middleweight champion jamal charlo was arrested friday in texas all right so let's take a look for starters though correct me if i'm wrong that is jermel right there is it not oh it it looks like jermel to me (laughs) yeah dude so get the charlo right come on man don't don't do that don't put the, I think that's Jamel. Let me know in the comment section if that's Jamel. They're talking about Jamal, but they put a picture of a Jamel. don't like Jamel to me. Get the right brother. We don't all look alike. We don't all look alike. Except they, except, except, <laughs> except any they brother really do. Any except, brother except, do. Except they really do. But, all right. Um, <laughs> so it says middleweight champion Jamal Charlo was arrested Friday in Texas after a warrant was issued connected to a felony charge of assaulting a family slash household member with a previous conviction, according to Fort Bend jail records. Charlo was still in custody at Fort Bend jail. A jail official told ESPN he was arrested at 1 12 p.m. Central time, according to records, and held on $10,000 bail. So that's uh, what they're saying about Jamal Charlo. He was basically arrested on a warrant for assault on a family household member. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you, G. What's your reaction to my man being cleared of the robbery charges and then arrested on uh, assault with, on a family household member? Yo, man, this guy is He's a
2: character, you know? Um, Sometimes people just, just don't know when to lay low. You know what I mean? Like, you make one mistake, you know, you're like, yeah, try, try to calm this down a little bit. Let the, the media die down with my name. And then lo and behold, he gets to an altercation with a family member. I, I really don't know what's going on with these brothers, man. So I'm just disappointed, to be honest. But, um, hey, man, maybe... You know knock on what I don't wish this on nobody, but maybe he needs some 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 time away in college, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's not right, like oh, no. it doesn't, doesn't make no. sense. It just doesn't make sense. I'm like, bro, sometimes you gotta realize, like, oh, I'm a millionaire, you know what I mean? You gotta behave as such, you know. So I don't know, man. I really I'm speechless about this situation, it just doesn't make sense to me. All
1: right.
2: Trill
1: dollar bill. I rock. I rock with you, GSF. For one thing, man, I don't wish jail on no man. I don't either. But you know,
3: you know, we yeah. was just talking about ours too. So you know, <laughs> I think he you said gotta go to Penn State, not the State Pen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing with the Charles situation, man, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Um me personally i'd rather give me that robbery charge over the assault of a family member Mm -hmm. household member i'll take that first but hey listen um due process we're all innocent to proven guilty so i'm gonna afford that brother the due process i'm not gonna hop out because just like with the robbery joint i'm sure people was jumping out the window saying oh you know and look he was proven innocent that he didn't do it now with this situation who knows something could have happened family member that I was living there could have been stale in the sun we don't know we don't know the situation you know um but time will tell and you know it could be a deal with uh accordingly but i would like to give him that due process because we don't know. My daddy always used to tell me there's three sides to every story. This person's side, this person's side, and the truth. So I'm I'm willing and I'm human enough to, to wait to find out what the truth is. So
0: I'll give uh-huh. you the process. It, it, Madica, Trill, Dollar, Fizzle, I, right, Ned the TVE.
3: Hey, man, Jamal. I don't know the circ- full circumstances the situation you got you're into right now. Maybe, maybe you got into what your your uncle at after a space game. and He felt the way you you hit him with the right hand. You like you you ain't you touched him up a little bit too hard or you, I don't know. Who the uncle be him. a household member. Maybe you know maybe <laughs> inside you don't know or maybe I'm not even gonna say get get into your business. Whoever you touch in that household. So, didn't feel you felt you, you like you treated him like a sparring why partner. You didn't go that
1: wild. You should have been through that wild.
3: Yeah. You treated him like a sparring partner, and they didn't like it. So you Jamar, keep cutting me.
1: Cut my books again.
3: <laughs> cut my books again. You <laughs> cut my books. <laughs> Jamal, you got to got you, gotta, you gotta control your frustration, you know You know you got to know who to take it out on, who not to, man. And you know if this is family business, and I'm not gonna get in it, but i hope I wish you the best. I hope everything gets resolved, and you know maybe they tap your pockets a little bit just to like get back at you, but you know I don't wish I don't wish you going get in doing some time for over this, you know hopefully it gets resolved
0: well, assault in battery on a family household member in the Massachusetts typically is your spouse your partner um so like for example whenever there's a domestic in massachusetts like you have to fill out a form which explains the relationship of the parties um and then you have to give like a brief description of what happened so in massachusetts when you see um you know assault and battery on family household member uh, it's typically a spouse you know it's rare that it's like someone else it could be someone else so i'm not saying that it's not i'm just saying like in massachusetts and based on my experience that's normally what it is um and i say that to say like we don't know we don't know who the family household member is we don't know anything all we know is that he was arrested but like um let me just double check on what the, what they say the charge was again because it it's assaulting a family member a felony charge of assaulting a family member so um i don't know if you understand but i like, will so break it down like there's assault and in this battery people tend to like mix up the two so assault would be like if i went at you like this and i'm and you jumped because you were afraid that i was going to hit you mm. that would be me assaulting you i place you in imminent fear of a battery which a battery is a harmful offensive contact. Right. So if I actually hit you, right, then it's assault and battery. Cause I place you in in fear of uh, of, of, a, of a harmful contact. And then I actually made harmful contact with you. So when they say felony assaulting, I don't know if like, you know, they're saying like he had like a weapon or whatever is well, registered as weapons i mean i don't know i don't necessarily know if that's how they're gonna if that's what they're going to say but it's it's different because i don't know the rules and the and the law in in texas but there's assault and then there's battery so i say that to say there's a huge difference right um so like i can i can assault you without ever hitting you you understand i'm saying without ever touching you but when i once i make contact with you that's a battery So, um, I just want to break that down as a difference because all I read was assault there. I didn't see anything about a battery. So that's one. The other thing is like, if, for example, um, the police are called in a domestic dispute, you know, um, it doesn't always play out the way you think. I'll tell you why. Typically, in a household incident, who are the witnesses? The two parties that were there. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like it's you and, and your spouse, right? It's rarely that there's a witness. So when you go to court, the only person who can really testify against you is the spouse. And a lot of times they don't show up. And the court can summon you there. And in this case, it might happen, but it's it's unlikely So it's really important to let this one play out because you don't know um, what the alleged charges are. You don't know what they're saying that he did. All we know is that he got arrested. And sometimes people get arrested for things that don't necessarily end up falling through, is all I'm saying, particularly in domestic situations um, where, like, there won't be a witness. But this is a, and this is the thing. I just wanted to go. Ahead. No, no, I was just just no, you got the Go ahead, go ahead bro. I you might look saying, it up.
1: Looking up felony assaults or battery also refers to in some states as aggravated assault or battery involves circumstances that make the crime more serious as when the victim is threatened with or experienced significant violence amounting to substantially more than a minor slap across the face or a punch in the jaw
0: yeah that's what i'm saying um i don't know if they include battery in the assault you understand what i mean um which i'm assuming that that it's it's probably um aggravated assault and battery but like you because you read that assault and battery but they only wrote assault on um Mm -hmm. espn's uh, thing so i'm assuming there probably is a battery but i can't make that assumption without seeing it you feel me so, like, just saying, like, being technical, because some people would be like, yo, if I walked up to say, like, Ned and I punched him, people would be like, you assaulted him. No, I, I battered him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you that's feel a, me? Like, what people don't understand and, and the difference. Battery is the same thing. They're saying that's the same thing?
1: Yes. They say felony assault is the same as assault and battery, or it could be the same as aggravated assault. It could
0: be called those three things. That's what I said. I don't know. I don't know. Like every, every law is like different. Every state, every state state. has its own law. So like all, all I know is an assault is placing someone in imminent fear of a battery and a battery is a harmful and offensive contact that you make on someone else. So like, like felony assault can be like, I pull out my joint on you and make you afraid that like, I'm going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, it is what it is. Like I said, we're getting into a lot it's of speculation. All bad. It's, yeah. all bad. <laughs> it's felony, which means that it's serious. Which means that it's it's more serious than, like Trill said, a slap on a face or or something minor. His bell was ten thousand dollars, which doesn't seem like a lot to say for a fighter, but for the average person, ten thousand dollars is a pretty high bell to be set on someone. So like I said I can't speak from a position of knowing what he did cuz I don't know what he did I didn't see anything uh if anyone knows put it in the comment section and maybe we can talk about it or uh, we'll wait for those details to be released but last time when he was charged with robbery that case was dismissed and in cases like this it's not uncommon that they get dismissed as well is all I'm saying um typically because there aren't that many witnesses and uh and he's married too right so if it's his wife there's also spousal privilege so you don't have to testify against your spouse so
3: i'm not not. go ahead i got an article from tmz saying uh a male went uh, who lived in the household went to the police um and reported it happened in september 21st the incident happened on september 21st The same male. yeah and basically it said he grabbed um, charlo grabbed him and punched him
2: yeah, he hey. His family member ran to the police. Yeah, I'm so
0: happy. So it's a hey, game. <laughs> no, I'll just play. Hey, listen. Hey, in this case, if he hit Charlo, if he hit Charlo and Charlo hit him, they're gonna have to take charges out on that man too. It's definitely case, a
1: space game, like the TBE said. Yeah, and,
0: and if, and if, if that's the case, I'm. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying, maybe he hit Charlo too. Maybe he put hands on Charlo, so they got to take charges out on him, and then in which case it's best for both of them not to testify against each other. Hey, listen, at the at the end of the day, if if that's what it is, yeah. if that's what it is, hey, I'm a lot. I feel a lot better.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, yeah and something. shout out to uh, uh, Jamal Charlo's wife,
0: Chantel Charlo.
1: That's he does have a wife.
0: Chantel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if that's if that's a wow, if that's the case, my man ran to the cops. Charlo hit you when you ran to the cops.
3: Wow,
1: payday, payday, payday,
3: payday. This Pay It's <laughs> the Uncle Ice situation, y'all. <laughs>
0: Watch the company you keep. Watch the company you keep. Again, we've been yeah. saying that. That if that doesn't tell you that you got like people around you you feel me that you ducked the man and he just went to the police to report you like this supposed to be your family he was living mm-hmm. with you he knows what you do he knows that like reporting you is going to, you know what i'm saying you on tmz you 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 face it like that's what i'm talking about that's what we that's what we're saying to people like yo you gotta watch the people you have around you it's crazy so I'm I'm actually feeling a lot relieved that like it's it's that as opposed to something else. Like if that if that report's correct. Because to me, that's something that we all could have got arrested on that. <laughs> <laughs> we all could have got arrested yeah. on that. So you know. <laughs> the next topic we're gonna to discuss on boxing bros is Logan Paul said he's gonna sue. Floyd Mayweather, because he didn't pay him the money from their legendary fight. <laughs> all right, let's take a listen at what uh, Logan had to say about Floyd. Oh. Uh, there's this. Hey, Logan, you want-,
2: you want custom shoes for your next boxer, fight? Nah, I am alright.
0: I got I got, uh-huh. I got him. Yeah, this is just up. I think I got one. Hey,
4: do you want to fight again? Boxing? Yeah, 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 I will. any ideas who you'd like to win next. Um, there's this. Hey, Logan, you want, you want custom shoes for your next oh, Nah, I'm all right. I, got, I got him, I got him. Yeah, this is just a Brazilian guy. His name is Winderson. Ah. But I got my eyes on him.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I heard you had to file the suit against Mayweather. So he no, a... no, I don't think we did yet. Are you planning to?
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll pop in the back first. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah. you and I coming?
2: Yeah, we're going to stay
5: close. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if there's space, if you do well, you can see, get a picture? Sure, yeah. Thank you,
2: man. How's that? Is that like you sour- at all in professional fighting? How I go through this with Mayweather?
4: Yeah. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Yeah, it's honestly um, cool. both. I kind of think people who aren't
4: a professional promotional company control where the money goes. It's like we made that
2: mistake. But, you know, it's Floyd Mayweather. So before we fought him, we were kind of willing to do whatever. And now after the fact, we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Because he's <laughs> a scumbag. But now that we know that, and everyone else who fights <laughs> Floyd should know that. Like,
5: go ahead and tell
4: them. Would you it. ever fight him again? I know uh, he wanted to. He reached out. Yeah. But like, so. Yeah.
2: Double or nothing. Yeah. Double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. So you're gonna change the way you do business when it comes to boxing.
0: Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Of course,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I gotta go help. Thank you. Ah, yeah. So you heard it there from Jake Paul. I mean, Logan Paul that Floyd didn't pay him, and he's he's going to file a lawsuit against him. So I'm turn over to you, Conspiracy. What's your reaction to that? Well, um, I, I think this is
2: also linked to that uh, that Floyd Mayweather Kim Kardashian cryptocurrency scam because that that was the fight where they were like Floyd was selling like crypto, and if you bought a certain amount, you get like free tickets to the fight and all this other like signed gloves and all that stuff. So, I think because of that lawsuit that's going on, maybe that's that that money's frozen and he can't pay Logan Paul because of that lawsuit that he's dealing with with the <laughs> crypto situation. You know, um but that's just my opinion. I don't know if it's actual fact, but cuz I know that was the the same uh, you know, fight that was linked to that cryptocurrency and they were saying it was like a crypto scam. Uh, that Floyd was linked to. So I don't know. I just think maybe it was just a poor um, business move from Floyd and Floyd's probably trying to figure out right now how to, you know, beat that case and then find the money to give uh Logan Paul, you know, but again, man, it's just, Hey, I can't knock Floyd for trying something new, you know, um, you know, everyone's talking about this crypto craze and NFTs and stuff. So, you know, he, he tried something different. It blew up in his face. But I'm like, hey man, if you still money Mayweather, you better come up with some money to pay your boy Logan Paul. So and also ain't nobody want to see no Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul too. That's <laughs> <what I
5: mean.
2: laughs> like Logan stop stop the cat, man. Like and if they are trying to do that, I'm like, Floyd, man, you definitely bugging right now.
1: All right, Dog Bill. Uh Floyd, play that boy as money. Um even beforehand you should already had his stuff should have been taken care of um this kid's been talking about this money for the longest i heard about him asking floyd about this money way before this crypto scam thing blew up um you know i think floyd will be okay gee i really think he'll be okay you know why because when do we ever hear of floyd making bad like poor business decisions you know what i'm saying he got a good team Team around him, you know what I'm saying? That cross they T's and dot the I's, you know what I'm saying? They really like I always see the people that he always surrounded himself with, good minds and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um I'm trying to think of that Jewish guy that um ah uh, what's it what's his name? Um that Floyd be with the lawyer. You know Warren Buffett? Not Warren Buffett, the one that owns the Burger King, I'm talking about, (laughs) you know, it's another dude, like, lawyer dude, that he be be always helping Floyd, advising with Floyd. Um, But, yeah, um, like, I don't see them, I think Floyd will be okay. I think this is Floyd's is. I pay him when I give good and ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, now I said, you know, you know, that's basically our day with Floyd, like kind of like what he did the 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, he had old Fifty some money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for walking him out, I guess, during WrestleMania, and he, he, he old Fifty like a million, I guess he was sitting on the bed counting the money, Right in front of Fifty, you know what I'm saying? 50's like, yo, remember that money that um you was supposed to pay? Now I'll pay you when I get ready. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's says and they got into a little physical altercation. So maybe it's just another case of that Floyd is just being Floyd. He'll pay him when he get good and ready. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, they Floyd gonna be all right. Floyd pay that boy. All
3: right, TBE. Man, that's crazy. I, I look, it was saying he owes from five to ten million, yo. But that's that's a lot of money right there to like not pay somebody after uh, you know, y'all done fought and everything. But yeah, Floyd, like, hey, I was like, don't, don't do bad business, man. Like, pay that man. If you if you owe that man money, pay that man. If contracts were signed, yo, it's not gonna work out in your favor if y'all you let go all the way to court. Cause now you're gonna pay even more money. So Floyd, do what's right, man. Get that man his money, and that's about it.
0: You know, I don't I don't think it's a good look for a boxer promoter to need to, to have a lawsuit against him for not paying someone, YouTuber or not. Um, you know, there's TMT promotions. There's you know, money Mayweather and and he's actually promoting fighters. And he put on this event with Logan Paul, which was an exhibition. But if you owe Logan Paul, then you should pay Logan Paul. And if you don't pay Logan Paul and he has to sue you, I think it's going to raise a lot of suspicion um, about the financial state of Money Mayweather and and his company. And, you know, people can make the assumptions that he has money and it may be true that he still has money. He certainly doesn't look like he's hurting for money. But at the same time, um, there's a difference between having money and having money to give. And if you're a promoter, you're supposed to have money to be able to pay your fighters and him not paying logan paul it just is a bad look or even if he has the money the longer you let it go on if you make this person have to file a lawsuit against you it's just bad for business so um he should pay him if he has the money i really don't understand what the delay would be in fact when when you're in business what you do is like, you want to have a good reputation. You want great reviews. You want Logan Paul out here saying, like, yo, doing business with Floyd is great, especially when you're a promoter. What, what's going to happen when you go to try to sign that next uh, up and coming star who just won a tournament or who won the Olympics or whatever? And you got something like this hanging over your head. Like, the sharks are out there. Behind closed doors, Bob Aaron's going to be like, talk to Logan. Here, hand them the phone you feel me like you don't you don't want something like this hanging over your head when you're trying to get fighters to come fight for you is that you didn't pay someone like logan paul and logan paul has the platform to reach everyone and let them know floyd hasn't paid me yet floyd hasn't paid me yet it's really good publicity for you if he's out there saying like yo doing business with floyd was great he was just like yo i woke up Money was in the account. Like it was beautiful. That's what you want. You don't want this. So I think like if he's if he is holding the money, because it's just like I'll pay you when I feel like it. I hope he feels like it soon. Because it might, it might really hurt him in the long run. Especially with this, like G said, this cryptocurrency thing happened, everything, and you're not paying Logan. If if I was an upcoming boxer with options, the money team wouldn't be one of them just based on these things right here. The last topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is David Benavidez calls out Demetrius Andrade. So David Benavidez has been making the rounds and giving interviews lately. And in one of his interviews, he called out uh, Andre Demetrius Andrade. So this is Michael Benson's uh, Twitter. And here's what he said. David Benavidez has told reporters that he believes Jamal Charlo versus Caleb Plant is happening next. And so he's welcome in a fight with Demetrius Andrade. He's a great fighter. Why not make it happen? I'm tired of talking ish back and forth with fighters that don't want to fight. So he's saying make the fight happen with Demetrius Andrade. I'm going to turn it over to you, Trill Dollar Bill. What's your reaction to the challenge from David Benavidez? And do you think that they should make the fight? You think it will happen? What's your thoughts?
1: I'm with it. I'm with it, 100%. And I heard it out of his own mouth because I was watching Fight hype, And I watched watched the interview. He said, you listen. You know what I'm saying? People are always saying that they ducking him. I feel people are ducking me. So if you can't get a fight, let's get it on. He said, after I get done with uh, David Lemieux, you know, because he said, this is what I'm doing. He said, y'all see what I'm doing. He said, I'm not worried about call call out fighters. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not worried about that. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm doing? I'm just knocking out the people that they put in front of me. He said, Y'all see what I'm doing? I'm stepping it up every time. He said, "Now I'm fighting David Lemieux." He said, "I plan on getting him out of there." He said, "And then Andre, let's get it on." Because you saying people don't want to fight you? I do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and it'll be a big fight. You know what I'm saying? A man, I mean, say
0: he don't want no smoke, but, but I, I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and he want all the smoke. And like I was saying before, like people took my words out of context when I said. Demetrius Andre uh, was was uh, uh, running from that division. I wasn't saying that he was running from the guys that like he, he don't want to fight or that he's scared. I don't think none of these warriors who put their life on the line and get into that ring, they're scared, right? But I just thought that there were other fights that were there for him. But now that he wanted to move up to 168, you're not going to get what you was looking for, but there is other smoke that's there, and his name is David Benavidez. And I believe that this is the fight. That David Benavidez has been asking for. And this is the fight that Demetrius Andre has been waiting for. Because I've said this before on this show. uh, Demetrius Andre is a great talent. But I think that he fights to the level of his opponent. You know what I'm saying? But this time, David Benavidez is a great opponent. So maybe we'll see something great out of Demetrius Andre. Or we'll see a great fight out of both these gentlemen. Because that's what I think that we're going to get here. You know, we're going to get a great fight. We're going to get a Demetrius Andre who's going to go back to boxing and showing you that he can box. And then you're going to get a David Benarides to show you that he's just a freight train and he's running through anybody, you know, showing you that he's next. He's the future. He's not worried about right now. He knows that he's the future. He knows he's the future of Mexican boxing. He said he can wait till Canelo retires because he knows that he's going to be the next king. You know, he's just going to knock out everybody that's in his way. And I'm not mad at him. I'm, I like this fight. I'm excited for this fight, and I hope that they make it if both guys can get past their next uh, opponents.
0: All right. G,
2: first I like to say, Boxing Bros, Rhode Island, Boxing Bros, New England, stand up. Salute. But however, now what we eating again? If this fight happens? Kachupa and bakalau. Yeah, we eating kachupa and bakalau. These k Verdean dishes. Thank, I like to I like to thank my assistant junior chef over there next. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's gonna
1: happen.
2: I'm telling y'all right now. Boo boo, stay away from my man David Coco Benavidez. <laughs> He's gonna take your soul, son. I promise you this. Yo, Boo Boo, thank you for jumping up to 168, but not this one. <laughs> Gotta wait for Kayla Plant as somebody, but you know, that don't really punch that hard. This guy gonna really hurt you. So I'm just saying, man, I like both gentlemen. I really do. But hey man, my man Benavidez gotta eat, son. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, what
3: again? What again, Nate? and bacalao, bacalao, Delicious. <laughs> we
2: gonna pay bird on that. You know what I'm saying? So listen, man. I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't agree to this. It seems like a setup. And now he puts you in a corner where it's like, you kind of can't refuse, cause you've been claiming everyone's ducking you. So my man's like, "Hey, I want some smoke." It's like, ah, oh, you know. So, man, good luck with that. Good luck with your career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you yo, trying yo. try to tell? What are you trying to tell him to do? You trying to tell him he need I, to fight Daniel Jacobs
0: and yo, leave David <laughs> <in the laughs> <Phoenix> alone? <laughs> yo, listen, man. Leave that young boy alone. That boy is hungry. Yo, listen, Go. listen. I'm I'm, gonna I'm I'm do this. For, I'm gonna tell him for all the K, all my K-Verdian people out there. Yo, G, color mm-hmm. barker.
2: Yeah, <laughs> color barker. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> man. Listen, man. Listen. Shout out shout out to my K-Verdian Dorchester people, man. I love y'all in uppers, You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm telling you this, man. Yo, booboo, please, man. Take the fight because I want to see blood. But don't take the fight. I like you as a boxer, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's split for me. Either which decision you make, either you want to stay safe or you want to risk your life. Hey, I'm down for whatever. I'm with the shenanigans, you know what I mean? But, bro, if you gonna fight this guy, man, take this fight really, 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 really serious, for real. Cause this guy punches hard and he punches in combinations. You got great footwork, so you might be tricky and everything. But once he lands. I don't think he's going to be really worried about your power. So that's what's going to be the problem. It's going to be the situation where it's like, you know. How long can you run for? Thank you. That's what's going to happen. It's like, yo, you may, for the first three rounds, you're going to be slick. Yeah, he ain't going to catch you. But then once you throw one punch and he eats that, man, you know how David Viz is crazy in the ring. He starts smiling like he likes punishment. Bro, I'm telling you, man, he's going to take his head off clean, man. For real, man. Like, it's gonna have old island in the morning bro. i'm just saying i'm just saying so but so salute to both gentlemen all
3: right all right ned the tbe i'm not gonna go to g rod if you want if you want the smoke go get the smoke man like david want to call you out show him why you not to be called out you know and i I'll I, this will be an entertaining fight, and I would love to watch it yo and i i I, I wouldn't mind if it's up if it's in all that ne- neck of the woods, I wouldn't mind going to see it again. I've seen you a couple fight a couple times boo and i want and like it let's make it happen like I hope you not not ignoring this message, and I hope you take this man on I hope you make this fight happen twenty twenty two summer twenty two at that yo so we got the arms out and the legs out baby um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh, my man, be wild, oh my God! Oh, nah, my Oh my God! Now they're
1: gonna, they're gonna have it out here. A word?
2: Oh, I'm gonna say they do. We gotta go. You know what I mean? Not. They're gonna have it
1: somewhere more. Yeah, uh, they
2: gotta be somewhere where it's like a, a Mexican state. Yeah, <laughs> they're
1: gonna something more San Antonio, uh <laughs> San Antonio-ish, California-ish. <laughs> you know what, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yo i'm
0: gonna be honest with you i don't know if this fight's gonna happen uh i commend david benavides for actually saying like hey people ducking me i feel like and you feel like people ducking you let's make a fight i think it's a statement fight because the winner of that fight would at least be able to like boost their profile and say like hey you know everybody knows that Demetrius Andrade is a very talented fighter, but hasn't been able to get in the ring with uh, the elite in his division, mainly because it just isn't profitable. It isn't it isn't lucrative. It doesn't make dollars for them. If you're Triple G, it sounds like you're about to hit the jackpot avoiding Demetrius Andrade all this time because you might get Canelo because your name's being thrown in there in a two fight deal for Canelo. And, you know, to be to be real, when the zone first started, they they signed Canelo and Triple G. And I always felt like that's the fight they wanted to make was Canelo Triple G three. So I, it's just coming a lot l- later than I thought they would actually it would actually take them to make it. So there's that if um, you're Charlo and even if they're talking about Charlo fighting Caleb Plant, that's still a more lucrative fight than fighting Demetrius Andre because Plant just lost to. Um, Canelo, but as you know, losing to a superstar can make you a star. Like even in in our comment section, there were a lot of Filipinos rooting for Keith Thurman to beat Barrios. And 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 it, all he did was lose to Manny Pacquiao. But in losing to Manny Pacquiao, he gained support of fans because they saw the way he fought. They actually had exposure to him. They said he is a good fighter. So, um, Caleb, he lost the uh, Canelo but people had exposure to him. So I think it would be a great fight for both of them. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um I wish it would happen though because although G thinks that Dimitri's Andre would get body bagged and I will admit that is a possibility. Uh <laughs> I remind everyone that Anthony Durrell was giving Benavidez fits. Now granted this was Benavidez a while ago but still he was giving him fits with his boxing ability, and it wasn't until he slowed down that Benavidez was able to take him out. And I believe that Demetrius Andrade is more talented than Darrell. I don't he does, I don't know if he hits as hard as Anthony Darrell, though. That's something completely different. But I believe that he is more talented and that he's a better boxer. And so if he gets in there, would he be able to go the distance to win on points? It's a good fight because I see a path to victory for both men. Although I do know what I think is most likely to happen. I won't say that right now, but I'm just saying, uh, I do think that Demetrius Andrade has a greater chance than perhaps G is acknowledging. And I don't know if I would label him as food just yet. So I do he hope that food. he eats the food. You know what I mean? I it. listen, but, that, but, but you're talking like my man, Andre would be food. Again, I don't think that fight's going to be made. Um, I think, you know, Andrade isn't looking to make Benavidez his first fight at 168 or even his second fight at 168. And I think there are going to be better options out there for Benavidez as well once the smoke clears. So for that reason, I don't think it's going to happen. But I like it, the energy.
5: Yeah.
0: Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Please
1: like and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. I'm the Dr. Trill Dollar Bill. That's called me Needress. And that's Chef Boy R.G. And that's my brother Kaden. You know who you rocking with. You rocking with the boxing bros. Thank you for rocking with
3: Happy Valentine's Day, Clarissa.